Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We have a lot to talk about here tonight, but to start the show out, I probably shouldn't hold this until later because you know how Free Talk Live can be. It's an open phones radio show. That means you can call in about anything. So usually we'll start the show out with something and then go be end up somewhere else completely by the time the show's done because you can call in about what you want. So I'd sent out a Facebook notice, post, update, wall post, whatever they call it. Uh, I sent out a Facebook. Maybe it's a tweet. No, tweet is the, the Twitter thing. Would you... You can't have a tweet on something besides Twitter? I, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I guess, well, Facebook has basically the, the tweet functionality. Twitter is this website that's insanely popular that allows people to essentially type little updates about what they're doing or things that they want their friends or business associates to know about. And I've never really, never really understood the appeal of Twitter all on its own. I guess I do understand the appeal of just kind of getting getting word out to people. I, I get that. But Facebook's got that functionality, so why do I need Twitter? I guess the people that like Twitter like Twitter. I, I guess. You know, I... I... I I I don't I I don't do the Twitter thing. It doesn't uh, it doesn't pop my cork. However, I'm not not here to to say that people that do enjoy it are bad, wrong, or uh, stupid. I'm you know I'm not going to do it. See, one of the things that's nice is our listeners are Johnny on the spot when it comes to this stuff, whereas we might not be. Yeah. So it was one of our listeners that set up the Free Talk Live Twitter channel, and thank goodness, and he just kind of tends to it. So thank you so much uh, for that, Jesse. I appreciate it, Jesse down in Georgia. Uh, but so, uh, f- so Facebook, uh, I posted this notice saying that Free Talk Live is not contributing to the Free State Project money bomb. And I said we would explain why. Uh, and that there was a, a certain plan. I don't even know where to begin with all this. The situation is, Mark, you've been kind of in the, down in the dumps. You, you've been a little upset. Yeah, I've been grumpy. You've, you've been pretty put off. By a situation that has been going on behind the scenes that has not gotten any mention on this radio program. Yeah, and I think to, and for good reason. To it's some a, extent, this is um, this is a lesson for me and and I, I suppose anybody who wishes to take the lesson in uh, communication and uh, you know yeah, communication because I have been essentially stewing over a, a perceived slight. Uh, from the uh, the board of the Free State Project, which is you know I made a proposal to the board. They had a uh, rebuttal. I didn't, uh, or you know, a, a uh, an amendment. They they wanted to change my uh, proposal in some way. I didn't like the change. I responded and I got no response. So I figured the the situation was dead. Was and they were taking what as apparent, what to me appears to be a very generous and very good offer, and just kind of letting it lay there. And you know, I. The complaints okay. about the Free State Project Board up to this point have been that they, uh, you know, they they don't respond very well. They're they're kind of lethargic. It's, Lots of boards are this. Okay, way, right, right, right. I want to j- just jump in here. As a member of a board, I'm on the Cheshire TV board here in in Keene, New Hampshire. Do they get a lot done? No. Okay. Uh, but boards are notorious, from my experience, at they want to look good. But they don't want to do a whole lot, and it's nothing personal against the, uh, right. the board members. I've got nothing wrong, nothing, no complaint about individual board members of the Free State Project. Fine, fine people. Yes, fine people. It's just that uh, 
the, they the, passed you know, the, on the old, say, the old saying is is that none of us is uh, is foolish as all of us, and mm. it, it's kind of the um, it's it's kind of the bored thing, and and so, but but that's what my perception was, and apparently my email may have been lost. Or at oh. least some communication or something like that. Some communications uh, along the line. I'm not going to say who dropped the ball, but uh, like I know that I sent something and yeah. I, I don't. I just don't know the answer. I, so I'm not here. Could have gone to a spam folder. You never know. But I I ceased to communicate at that point, and I just felt slighted, mm-hmm. you know, and decided. And, and so I've been stewing since then. And you know what happens when people stew? They get meaner and meaner yes. and meaner. And so this money bomb thing, this Free State Project money bomb, came up. And of course, we are asked to promote it as you know, Free State Project is an advertiser on this program, yes. and our uh, longest advertiser, right? And they've been with us for a long time. And you know, we mentioned it last night. We mentioned that today we was going to be this Money Bomb Day, and that you'd get a, a free if you gave a hundred dollar contribution to the Free State Project, which, by the way, is a movement of thousands of liberty-minded people all moving to the same place. They're looking to recruit several thousand more. Uh, but if you give a hundred dollars to the Free State Project, you'll get this. I'm sure very very nice one ounce. A uh, Free State Project piece, a silver piece, yeah. uh, essentially custom made it's for the not, Free State Project. It's nice. Project. There's no doubt about it. It may end up having numismatic value. Who knows uh, down the line? And uh, so, yes, uh, by all means, give money to the Free State Project if you feel they deserve it. It's just that, Mark, you've been so upset at what you perceived happened. That, uh, and it may have happened. I don't know. I mean, like, the, the, I guess it doesn't really matter uh, whether it what occurred and and how it occurred. You know, it could be that they got my email and discussed it amongst themselves and decided we we're just not going to respond. Who knows what what they did? Who knows? It's just all speculation. Um, at this point, it, it it would appear as though um, the the deal is is back on track, it's back on the table. But let's talk about the deal because we haven't even touched on that yeah, yet. That's and what, what people want to know. What it was because when you had, you had uh, told me about what happened, I was also similarly disappointed, probably not as angry because I hadn't put the time in like you did. You yeah. you've been working on this for months and months. It, I remember this back to springtime at the very earliest. I think um, it's and, been it's been more than eighteen months. Uh, Jason Osborne and I, whom uh, with whom I put together the deal, and is probably the you know. I might be the spokesperson, but he's doing the majority of the work in the back end. And, and Jason Osborne, as we know, big advocate of liberty and, and, and essentially wants to see the Free State Project get to 20000 as much as I do and, and is willing to sooner help. Sooner rather than later. Yeah, sooner rather than later. And he's got some equipment that's very it, professional. I mean, we know he's the man behind SACL CAI. It's a, a collections company that you know, they've got call-out software and things mm-hmm. like that that, that uh, for instance, can make it make robocalls, right, yes. where you can call people. Well, but and more you than didn't want to make yeah. robocalls. What no. you wanted to do was make Person-to-person right. cold calls. What my idea um, is is, uh, is is simply to the, – the Free State Project has been trying to get people to sign up on the Internet uh, for quite some time to move to, the, uh, move to New Hampshire. It's and been slow going. It's it, been slow going. It went there quickly. was an initial, initial jump back then. They, that uh, was before the vote. There was a whole lot of people signing up before New Hampshire was chosen, and then after that – it just the, it, the excitement it, went away. It dropped off before that, though. It, really, it, it dropped off before the vote um, in New Hampshire, and apparently, it just sort of exhausted whatever list it was that was of these people that out there. You know, whatever whatever Yahoo group or um, you know, yeah, they they got all the people to sign up, and, and they did. But um, one of the concerns with my plan has always been sort of veracity. You know, with well, what's your plan? 
Let me tell you. Okay. The plan There's a lot is, to cover here. I, I want to make sure is. we get everything right. The, the plan is essentially to make outbound calls uh, to get people to sign up. So to put together a boiler room, as it's called in the business, uh, of telemarketers uh, for the Free State Project. They would be Free State Project members because you can't have somebody in India making these calls yeah. that doesn't <laughs> believe in liberty. Of the Free State Project right, would like to... not going to work. Uh, <laughs> so what I need is I need uh, Free Staters who are articulate um, to make these calls. I don't need... Uh, two dozen of them. I only need, say, four or five or six um, to mm-hmm. make these calls. Essentially, the JSON software would call out. It would find somebody on a list that we have uh, procured, and we would need a libertarian list. You don't want to call people out of the phone book for this. So they're pre-qualified to yeah, some extent. Yeah, they would, they would have cold calls, but they still are cold calls. They'd be cold for those people, but right. um, a cold call is, uh, you know, like spam is only spam if it's unwanted. Mm-hmm. Junk mail is only junk mail if it's unwanted. Certainly, you right. know. What liberty-oriented person wouldn't want to at least get pitched? on the idea of the, the Free State Project. They, they, they may or they may not. Whatever, I'm obviously not going to hold them on the phone too long. Right. Telemarketing is a valid way of marketing things. It, it may not be everybody's favorite. I understand if I get it during dinner, I kind of feel the same way. And do you feel like that's where some of the opposition was coming from, uh, from the, the Free State Project board, was that this was essentially a telemarketing plan? Nobody likes a telemarketer. That's, that, that, that's the, the long and the short of it. Nobody likes a telemarketer. It's unfortunate. But that's the way it is. And some companies have operated in a fashion that has frustrated people. So there you go. So um, you wanted to make outgoing calls to thousands of people. Right. Get them on the phone. Talk to them about their goals for liberty. Um, after I've talked to them about their goals for liberty, see if, that, uh, see if there can be like a connection with the Free State Project. If I can get them to sign up. Great. If I sign them up right then right. on the phone. Sign them up on the phone. Say, hey, do you want to be a part of the Free State Project? Fabulous. Because I know, as somebody who's gone out and done petition signatures and registered people yep. to vote and things like that, you can't just hand somebody a voter's registration form and expect them to fill it out. No. You have to, to fill it out hold with their them right hand. then. Right. You have to actually grab the pen yourself and fill it out. Ask them the questions and then fill the form out. But you uh, you encountered some opposition, I guess, and we'll explain here in a little bit. 800-259-9231. The Free State Project Money Bomb is tonight. We'll also talk more about that. Come up. The second annual Connecticut Liberty Forum is coming October 17th. Join Congresswoman Michelle Bachman, We the People Foundation founder Bob Schultz, author James Perloff, the Campaign for Liberty's Jim Azola, and more discussing ways to protect our freedom. The Connecticut Liberty Forum, October 17th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Sheraton Hotel in Windsor Locks. Visit NHELD.com for more information or call 860-354-3590. That's 860-354-3590. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Features including the Shrine of Female Listeners, dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show or video. You can see that over at shrine.freetalklive.com. And if you are a lady listener, you can get all the details on how to become a Free Talk Live Shriner at shrine.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. That's what we've been talking about here for the uh, the first segment of the program. We will uh, get to your calls about anything here shortly. But I, I, I said on Facebook we would address this issue here tonight. And I don't want to put it off because if I put it off, we might never get to it. Uh, so freestateproject.org is where you go to learn about what I consider... The most amazing activist opportunity ever 
at least in my lifetime and probably in the entire history of uh, of the world. It's a very deliberate intent on the part of liberty-minded people to get together. We're, we were so spread out before and so alone, I mean, really almost completely alone, even down in a market as large as Sarasota, Florida, there were maybe only a handful of semi-active liberty-oriented people. The Free State Project is uh, intended to get the best of the best, the most active of the activists and those who uh, desire action to come here to New Hampshire to get together with one another and to achieve liberty in our lifetime. It's a brilliant concept. And that's why, Mark, you were so excited about your idea that you'd come up with. The idea of, well, the Free State Project has been relatively slow at Getting new recruits. Uh, the original goal of the project was to reach 20,000 people signed, pledged to move to New Hampshire. The number is getting close to 10,000. It's at 96 over 9,600 as uh, as I'm doing the show here tonight, and that's good. Uh, but we still need to get to that 20,000 number because it was the original goal of the project. Now, of course, we've talked on the air, Mark, since all of this went down. Uh, we've talked on the air about how the 20,000 number is really kind of meaningless. That the the founder of the project had originally thought that 20,000 people was going to be 20,000 people that didn't really do that much. Yeah. Turns out the activists that moved here are, a lot of them are super activists. And if you could get 2,000 super activists all in the same place, you'd have a real effect. Right. He's, he's amended his projection from 20,000 to 2,000, wasn't it? That's correct. Of super activists. Right. Um, so, I mean, and obviously, I, I believe that there are going to be far, far more people moving here. And I, I think that the, the numbers at the top of the website are a declaration of failure more than they are a declaration of success um, that the 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 numbers for the free state project should have been reached long ago and they absolutely could have with good marketing unfortunately that you know the, the board's a very part-time board um, these people all have jobs they're not professional marketers they're not no that's, that's what I wanted to come from on this this isn't a is not an attack against any of the, the folks on the free state project board as I've said I nope. I've met most of them and they're fine fine people um, I, I like Aaron Swearingen a whole lot in fact he lives out here in Keene and it's just that when you get people together on a board, they just don't have, and as you said, it's volunteer, it's part-time. They don't have the uh, the appropriate motivation, and even if they had the appropriate motivation, they don't have the appropriate marketing knowledge to get the job done. They've done an all right job. I mean, they've uh, put some ads in some magazines. They've advertised with Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, of course, is their number one uh, recruiting method, aside from word of mouth. So we've been relatively successful at, uh, at bringing people in, but it's still not fast enough. We're not a, a big enough of a show. We don't have millions upon millions of, uh, of listeners. Uh, we're not big enough to really draw in a whole bunch of people at, at one time. We're big enough to be their best option so far, uh, but there needs to be a more personal touch. And that's why you'd brought them the idea of doing this call-out program where you'd actually have humans who are free staters who have made the move to New Hampshire – calling other liberty-minded people from around the country, and we'd have to get a list from somewhere. You tried the Ron Paul guys. They didn't come through. not going to happen. So we'd have to get some sort of list. Somebody said they had access to such a list. Yes. And so... You know, they're close to the board, and obviously, so... So your plan was to to make these outgoing phone calls and to essentially sell people on the idea of, you know, in a a nice way, of course, to, to sell people on the idea of, hey... How's Liberty doing where you are? Maybe you'd like to hear about what's happening up here. Maybe you'd like to join us. If so, let's do it right now over the phone. And you, you submitted this recorded. idea. Re- what now? Recorded. That recorded. would be it, no. It would be it would be recorded so that people. Um, but you'd be a live person making the call. Correct. It, be a, it would be like a robo call. Right. Them saying yes would be recorded. 
Right, so there'd be evidence, so that way you'd know it was a real person and you guys weren't just scamming the numbers just to get paid or something. Correct. Right. So you proposed this to the uh, the Free State Project Board, and they bounced it back to you with some modifications, modifications that were not exactly too pleasing. Sure. I mean, and uh, the, the biggest problem is the Free State Project Board has a scalable plan to get new signers for $100 a piece. They can essentially buy with advertising $100 a piece That's a signers. Lot. It's a lot. It's a, it's a high number. Um, what they need is they need lower you know they need to lower their cost of acquisition mm-hmm. and the, the so the cost of acquisition is important the more impediments that one puts in front of a, a you know a sign up program whatever wh- whether it's my plan or any plan the more impediments the higher the cost of acquisition doesn't that make sense sure so if you ask somebody to um to to uh, you know just just say yes you don't have to move obviously your cost of acquisition would be very very low Mm-hmm. If you say, okay, if you sign up, you must move within 30 days, then your cost of acquisition is going to be very, very high. So obviously you need to find some middle ground in there in order to get to this 20,000 number that the founder of the program has already said doesn't need to be reached. But it's still anyway. there. So Right. So as it's, um, you know, <laughs> I've heard on the radio, Michael Medved said that the Free State Project was dead. Mm. You know, had it, it hadn't reached its number, it's over, kerfluey. Um, so, I mean, you know, it, it, it's being said out there in the world, the Free State Project's a failure. And the reason it's being said is because of this 20,000 number. I wanted to reach the 20,000 number. I'm not saying the 20,000 number is, once we reach it, that's liberty. It's not. The 20,000 number move. is an impediment right. to the Free State Project being successful. So your the Free plan... State Project needs to be about the business of moving people to New Hampshire right. in order to make a free state. Once not about number... getting people to sign a list. Right. Once that 20,000 is reached, we can push brush that aside and we can focus on the number of people that have actually made the move to New Hampshire because to me that's a much more persuasive number to say that right. over 766 people have made the move to New Hampshire. And I think that that's a pro- that number up there is a problem too because when I signed up for the Free State Project, I did not sign up I'm signed up to move to New Hampshire, not to tell you that I moved to New Hampshire. So I know that there are I know there are a great deal of people that are here in this state that have moved quite some time ago that have not updated themselves. I know that Seth Hippel, who's a good man trying very hard, um, as makes it makes a, a valiant effort to He's get the people membership in the, director. Yes, he is um, to get that number uh, accurate as he can, but how can you? So your intent was to reach out to uh, prospective. Free State Project members, liberty-oriented people, personally, by telephone, invite them to join and sign them up over the phone. Yep. That's basically the idea, as opposed to just, you know, buying some more magazine ads, buying some more ads here and there, you know, flyering. All of those are fine. Right. What I'm trying to do is, in fact, make the advertising on Free Talk Live that I benefit from financially irrelevant. So, I mean, yeah. that's how that's how much I want this is I want the advertising to go away for Free Talk Live. I, I'm trying to I'm actually shooting myself in the foot to some extent. You, yeah, I can, I can see that. So so I guess the question tonight is how do you feel about that as somebody who might be paying attention to this whole free state idea or a free stater? Do you think that's a plan worth going ahead with? Yeah, the outbound calling program. Right. Because if you do feel that way. We could use you on our side, basically. We, we'd want you to reach out to the uh, the board members of the Free State Project and let them know, especially if you're somebody who contributed to the Free State Project money bomb. And if you're not, if you didn't contribute, contribute and then write your email. We'll talk about that in a moment. It's at 98%. We'll update you in a moment. Free Talk Live.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us, including the updates. You get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com and get on the list free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Today, businesses, banks, healthcare providers, landlords, utilities, and educational institutions are plagued by a burgeoning rate of consumers who have failed to pay their bills. You may believe that this debt only affects those industries and businesses. However, when people do not pay their bills, all consumers pay the penalties, which are manifest through increased prices everywhere. So, if you have or know of any businesses that require assistance with collections, tell them to call SACL CAI for a no-cost, no-obligation proposal. SACL CAI, repositioning companies to zero in on principal operations and regain their financial foundation. See their banner at freetalklive.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We started out by discussing uh, what we promised we would and sent out a Facebook update today saying that we did not give money to the Free State Project money bomb. We would explain why, and it has to do with the fact that uh, you were somewhat – it seemed you were rebuffed. Uh, by the Free State Project Board. Now, the Free State Project is a movement of uh, encouraging thousands of liberty-oriented people to move to New Hampshire. And uh, we haven't gotten to the goal of 20,000 signers yet. We're close to 10,000. And, Mark, you wanted to get to that goal sooner rather than later, so you proposed a plan to the board of uh, directors of the Free State Project essentially saying, let's fund a call-out program. Let's get a a handful of Free Staters who've made the move to New Hampshire to call some liberty-oriented phone lists like, you know, the Libertarian Party or Ron Paul or whatever list we can get our hands on, to call those folks up and give them a personal invitation to join the activist fund up here in New Hampshire, uh, as opposed to just hoping that they spot an ad in Liberty Magazine or or hear our ads on the radio or that sort of thing. So a much more direct marketing approach. And essentially what happened was you, the professional marketer, approached them with this idea. They came back, the uh, board of directors, who really nice folks. I like them all on a personal basis, uh, the, the ones I've met. I've met hand, a handful of them. Uh, but they came back with some modifications to your idea, which I'm sure, while well-intentioned, were not pleasing to you as the professional marketer, as somebody who has done such things you know, before. You know not how to, to work mention the reaching the, uh, the, the first 1,000 program for them. That's right. You, uh, you and Jason Osborne from SACL CAI were behind the success of the, the first 1,000 program. So you're a professional salesman. That's what you do. You know how to, uh, to talk to people on the phone. You would be giving these people that were making the calls. You'd probably be one of them. You were, you'd be giving these people training. You'd be giving them techniques. And the, the board members came back with some modifications that were just not pleasing to you. Uh, some emails transpired and somebody dropped the ball or an email got lost. That resulted in you getting pretty frustrated and upset and saying, screw this, after putting in something like 12 or 18 months of, of time trying to... Uh, I'm not going to say that I certainly worked on it uh, diligently all that time. Sure. But, but it's yeah. something you wanted to see happen. You had a lot of personal uh, investment in, in it, and you felt like you your idea had been kind of shot down in flames because the modification they'd proposed was going to make it more difficult to get people on the list of Free State Project signers. Right. And so now the, the money bomb's occurring today. and it's I, right now. It's at 98% at freestateproject.org. Right. It's, it's fabulous, fabulously successful, and they're giving away a silver piece that, that is, is very attractive, and I understand. And, and I, you know, I want them to reach their goal here. Me um, too. The, the, you know, the guy who's set up the money bomb, uh, Dripa, uh, Chris Lawless, Chris Lawless. is... Um, <laughs> just a darn competent guy. He's the one who makes the uh, the 
Liberty has made the most of the Liberty forums. I, I believe Irene Goddard did the first Liberty forum. He's the organizer of that. We've gone we've gone to that every year, broadcast live from. In fact, he's on the line with us right now. Chris is with us uh, from New Hampshire. Congratulations on, I mean, in advance, uh, presuming that uh, it's going to get to 100%, probably going to go well over 100% by midnight because it's uh, you still got another few hours remaining here. The Free State Project Money Bomb trying to raise $20,000 in a 24-hour period. You guys are at $19,670 right now, Chris. Yeah, it's... um. I was a little worried this morning, but uh, it looks like, you know, a lot of people just checked in after work and a lot of people donated this afternoon. So pretty happy how it's turned out. It's incredible. Uh, the average donation is very large. Well over $150 is the average donation here. Only 123 contributors have uh, essentially racked up nearly $20,000 and we only have a few hours left. So maybe we'll see 110% by the time the, the night is over. And, you know, you've done an amazing job on this. And what I wanted to just do tonight was to throw out Mark's idea for for marketing the, the Free State Project and see what the listeners thought about it, uh, especially the ones that are Free Staters, the ones that kind of have a, a tie into this movement, and encourage them to get in touch with the Free State Project board and tell them that – you know how they feel. Do you like Mark's idea, or is it really an awful idea? I think it's a great idea personally, but you know what do I know? Well, uh, one of the, one of the things that I uh, think that the the board should do is maybe take more feedback. I think one of the things about the Free State Project in general is, you know, we hear a lot of bitching on the forum, but there's never not a lot of communication directly to the board. There should probably be something where they have question and answer period, like either a live chat or. Mm phone call once a month, once a quarter to get feedback. And I don't know all the details that transpired with the with Mark's um talk with them, but I I, I believe that probably a lot of it is communication breakdown. That sounds that sounds like what it is, but I think it would help if they had some other people saying, yes, this sounds like a good idea, specifically people that have given money in today's Money Bomb. If, you know, if you're one of those 123 people that has, have contributed or if you're planning on going to freestateproject.org tonight uh, to get in here in the remaining moments of the, the Money Bomb and contributing. Another to, 100 on there, by the yeah, way. Uh, to, if, you know, if you're planning on, on sending some money in, send a little note along to the Free State Project board saying, hey, I'd like to you know tag this if I could to, to fund um, – Mark's project, because it's not going to be the cheapest thing in the world to hire a, a boiler room full of uh, people to make phone calls. But then again, Mark, it didn't sound too expensive when you ran the numbers by me either. It's it's something that can be, it, it's something that can be done for uh, you know just a, a few thousand in seed money and, nope, right. and a list. Wasn't the idea to basically get the project seeded to where you had the people they were making a few initial phone calls. And then you look at the results to say, okay, we made this many calls, we got this many signups, it cost this amount of money, and then basically break it down to see, okay, it's costing us $20 per sign-up or $30 per sign-up to get these sign-ups, and then well, pr- then pitch that out to the, the full membership to say, let's fund this big time? That was the that was the idea, but don't forget that in making those telephone calls, who's who best to prospect for donations to the Free State Project but somebody who's excited enough to say yes right then, or even the people that said mm. uh, no, but I, I'd love to help. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I mean, <laughs> so it intentionally is a self-funding thing once it gets um, up and rolling. That's but even I really, better. I really needed a list, and, and the Free State Project apparently has a... Um, access to a list that would would be helpful. So I'm just hoping that we can, you know, help this move forward if the people that are contributing think it's valuable. So if so, uh, Mark or Chris, what's the best way to get in touch with the Free State Project Board? Um, There's multiple emails. I'm I'm actually looking here to see if there's an email that goes to the whole board of the Free State Project. 
Um, one thing that I definitely think people could do, especially if they do plan on becoming active, is to join the doers list. It's called FSP Doers. It's a Yahoo group that's open to anybody who wants to do stuff. And I do know that most of the board is on that particular list. Um, right now, looking for maybe we could have them send it to to members could we do that have them have them email members at freestateproject.org and then have the members uh, members guy seth forward it on to whoever's necessary or info at freestateproject.org info's good info at freestateproject.org let them know how you feel about mark's idea i think it's great i think it's the personal touch that's that's going to be necessary to take this uh, project to completion as far as the numbers are concerned and 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 god bless you if you've got an opinion but your opinions uh your opinions best if you've donated to the, the the money bomb i think sure absolutely so chris what what did you want to share with us tonight um well actually i was I kind of call them up two is one is telling people to donate because you guys are doing quite a great job of telling people that. And um, I actually wanted to give you guys like the official sneak peek, you know, announcement that we do have the dates for the Liberty Forum. All right, let's um, talk about that in a moment. Hang on. Chris uh, Lawless is with us from the Free State Project. The money bomb is going on right now, and it's going on, I believe, until midnight. Maybe Eastern Time? We'll find out from Chris here in a moment. Maybe uh, Midnight Pacific. We'll find out in moments and take your calls as well at 800-259-9231. Listen up for something free from Ruger. From now until the end of the year, buy any new Ruger bolt-action rifle and receive a free Ruger-branded Carhartt jacket, both made in America. For more information, go to Ruger.com slash Carhartt. That's Ruger.com slash C-A-R-H-A-R-T-T. Ruger rifles are known for their rugged reliability, handsome style, unique design features, and represent the best value in rifles. Go to Ruger.com and check out a Ruger rifle today. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy them. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. You can enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. You know Amazon, the world's largest Internet retailer. I love them. They've got so much to buy. There are dozens of categories in which you can shop, and free super saver shipping on a whole lot of their brand new items. But if you need to save a few bucks, you can go used through Amazon at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter through that link, and we get a cut. That's amazon.freetalklive.com. Take the start page seven-day challenge. For seven days, use startpage.com, and instead of your big brother uh, search engine, experience the difference. You'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines, and unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy in your search. Start the seven-day challenge today at startpage.com. That's startpage.com. All right, as we go back to Chris Lawless, he is the organizer of the Free State Project's Liberty Forum, also the man who put together today's Money Bomb, which is almost a complete success. It's at 99%, uh, $19,890 out of a total goal of 20000 all raised since this morning. Chris Lawless, you're back with us. Are you there, sir? Yes. Yeah, actually, we just got another 100 so we're 10 bucks away, and I can assure you we'll get there because I'll donate it again if I have to. You're $10 oh, uh, away? I guess, it's, I guess we can call it a success. And, uh, yeah. and, and, and Will it still tick up if somebody, if somebody you know, throws in some yeah. more money after the 20000 will, sure, will. will it show that? You know what? I'm actually wondering that myself. Um, actually, I do have a contingency plan um, to upload something after I hang up this call. I 
can tell someone to up, update the page so they can make it go a little higher if we need to. Did you uh, did you expect this? I mean, twenty thousand dollars seemed like a pretty lofty goal. I, I I didn't think I, I wouldn't think Free Talk Live could raise that in, in a twenty four hour period. So you've done an um, amazing job. When when I first started, I was a comp- I was really confident we could because I figured if we got a thousand people, and then I was really, I was dealing with a thousand libertarians, which makes things more difficult. But uh, we've had a lot of people come through. We actually it says right now we have one hundred and twenty six donors, but we actually have like two hundred and eighty seven people who pledged to donate. So huh. there's actually another. 160 odd people out there who have not donated who said they would. But, tisk, um, tisk. Yeah, that's all right. People get busy. They probably spaced out about it or something. Uh, right. But but one of the questions that uh, I think should be asked is, is this going to be an annual event? I mean, it seems like it's been so successful. It, it absolutely should. What do you think? Absolutely. And one thing I was thinking of is if we do this once a year, that's more than enough to fund many different projects that the Free State Project went to. Of all the libertarian organizations out there, we actually have one of the lower budgets and, you know, than many of these. I mean, people talk about giving a million dollars to politicians. Do they do as much as, as the Free State Project does in one year with, with a $20,000 budget? So I think we're extremely economical. Um, right. You're not paying the board members. You're not getting paid to run this. Uh, it's a fully volunteer organization. Are there any paid staff for the Free State Project? No, none at all. I believe we have some interns, but they have minimal fund. They have fund. They fundraise, and they get a percentage of that. I, I believe. Right. But a, a lot of uh, the liberty-oriented organizations out there have, a, you know, pretty decently sized paid staff that they have to cover, uh, and you know that's that's not cheap. So you guys certainly do run on a shoestring, and you've done a pretty good job so far. And hopefully, uh, you guys will move forward. The the Free State Project Board will move forward after being encouraged. Uh, to uh, to do so with with Mark's plan, so we can start reaching out to people by telephone and and bring them on board, blow past that twenty thousand number, and actually get to focusing on moving people here to New Hampshire and and getting them active. And hopefully, this money bomb will be the first step in in that process. And I am looking at it here right now; it has blown past a hundred percent. It is now at $20,105. So thanks to everybody who's contributed to the Free State Project Money Bomb today. FreeStateProject.org is where you can go to do that. Still, uh, what time does it end tonight, uh, Chris? Um, we actually, um, we're going to allow it to go to midnight Pacific time. And I've gotten at least three emails from people telling me that they don't like PayPal because of the way PayPal operates. So they're mailing in checks. Okay. So they'll probably be checks being mailed for the next week or so. And these are people who wanted to ensure that they got silver because um, they're donating at least 100 Right. What are the what are the tiers? I mean, obviously you've reached your goal, but as long as people are contributing today, that silver offer still stands. So what are what are people going to, going to get if they uh, contribute $100? And then what are the tiers above that? Um, if you donate $100, um, you'll get a one-ounce silver Free State Project um, round. So it's one ounce. You can see the, uh, a likeness. It's not actually a picture of what the ounce of silver looks like. It's pretty cool-looking. Um, and those will be mailed out for all the people. They'll be mailed out the second week of October is when they'll be mailed out. It has the Free State Project mascot on it, the porcupine. And uh, it, it looks great. Silver pieces sure are a lot of fun to have. The question, of course, some people have been asking, and this may put you on the spot a little bit, is will the silver piece be changed after this uh, to make it more of a commem- commemorative piece that only people that uh, contributed got their hands on, or or is that not going to be the case? Um, I That is not under my control. I actually hope that it is changed just because I do know that people would like it to be a, a special piece. So... 
I do know that we are contracted out to to buy a certain amount, a number of these. I don't know the exact amount of the details. Mm-hmm. I'm not involved with that. Okay, so you can still get your hands on one of these. Be one of the first to get them and also contribute to the, uh, the the Free State Project. This is a great way for people that have listened to this show over the years, have called us and said, you know, I love what you guys are doing. I love the Free State Project, but I just can't move. I've got a you know, family. I've got a job. I've got this. I've got that. Whatever the reasons are, they feel like they need to stay where they are, but they support the, uh, the idea of moving liberty-minded people together. This is a great opportunity for them to get behind the, uh, the project financially to help you guys get the uh, you know the project completed as far as getting to 20,000 signers and also get some uh, some silver get some uh, some 1 ounce pieces so it's $100 get you one 1 ounce piece what can get you more than one 1 ounce piece um, any any increment of $100 will get you you know so if you donate 200 you get 2 ounces however if you donate 1000 if you pony up 1000 they said they'll throw in an extra ounce of silver if you go throw in, if you have some major cash that you have twenty five hundred dollars, they'll give you thirty ounces. So, oh, cool. Yeah, it's and and that was the whole idea of behind the silver was kind of like an app. Uh, not really, you know. I was we were here when we were getting, and I said to to Varen, or I said, hey, could we add, you know, give a free one out if they donate a hundred? So he said yes, and that's how that came about. about I think it's a nice touch. It's one of those things like, you know, that's like like what they do on PBS. If you donate some money, you get the freebie. If you donate more, you get more freebies. Sure, and everybody knows that PBS knows how to raise money. (laughs) Yeah, and, and you know, this isn't a fundraising show. We don't do that typically, uh, but you are a sponsor of the program, and certainly this is a pretty exciting thing, I think, for a lot of our listeners uh, to to get behind. And if they donate the money, likely it's going to go to to get that number. uh, You know, it's, it's possible that... Uh, if we can come to an agreement and, and we're on track to do that, that it's going to go to get that twenty thousand number, twenty thousand number reached, done, put the put it to bed, and and let's get about the business of moving people to New Hampshire to work for liberty. Speaking of moving people here to New Hampshire, one of the things uh, there's an event every single year, the Liberty Forum that you have organized, uh, Chris, and are you you're organizing it again for 2010? Yeah, much to my wife's displeasure, I signed up for one more year. <laughs> so, And you've done an amazing job. And of course, you always invite Free Talk Live out, and it's always a lot of fun to come out, meet the listeners, and broadcast live. And, of course, we'll be doing that again, I expect, uh, coming up this year. But what are the dates? You said you've nailed down the dates at this point. Give us some of the basic info. Yep, it's going to be March 18th, which is a Thursday. Um, we're going to start off with a gun shoot again and a uh, state tour for those that are interested. Um, we actually talked to the uh, Pistol Club again. They're excited to have us back. Um, we have, we're going to organize it better than last year. We learned from our mistakes every year. Um, so that was hugely popular. We were actually on a couple TV shows. I don't know if people remember that. We were in the Nashua Telegraph. We were in Russia Today with mm-hmm. the gun shoot. So starting um, the 18th, at, when's it wrap up? Is it Sunday, The whatever that it'll is? It'll be Sunday the 21st, 20, correct. Sunday the 21st. And uh, same hotel as last year in, in Nashua? Same hotel, correct. That's the Crown Plaza Resort in Nashua, New Hampshire. Now, there's uh, you're not actually accepting sign-ups at this point. You're just announcing this? Right. We just, just want to announce that the sign-ups should happen in the next 15 to 20 days. Um, okay. We're trying to nail down one speaker before we announce. I was actually talking to his assistant today. Can you tease it? Is there a way to tease who's, who you know is going to come? Can you just imitate how he sounds? <laughs> I, I'm not very good with imitations, but just to say is uh, there have been many keniacs on this person's show. And uh, most oh. free staters like this person, whether they're um, politicos, is whether it somebody who, Is it somebody who at one time wore a robe? 
I believe he did. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That'll be a good one. Uh, so, Chris Lawless, thanks for uh, for sticking with us here and, and answering our questions about the Free State Project Money Bomb. It's happening, still happening right now, even though it's reached its goal. Doesn't mean that you can't get involved and and uh, and you know throw in a hundred bucks, get yourself the Free State Project silver piece. And Chris, thanks for coming on the show tonight. And I'm Thank sure you. you'll you'll have more about the Liberty Forum as it develops, right? Yep, we'll do. Very good, sir. Have a good night. Hour two is coming up here. Uh, Dale will be joining us from anarchyinyourhead.com, and we'll talk to you about what you want. You are on hold. We will get to you. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and this is Free Talk Live. As a small business owner, you know that communication between clients and employees is essential to your company's success. Email is part of your company's DNA, but you didn't get into business to manage email. It's time to evolve with DNAMail.com. Get Microsoft Exchange-hosted email services with free activation and setup, 24-7 support, and 99.99% guaranteed uptime, all starting at $8.95 a month. DNA Mail even supports your BlackBerry and iPhone and offers a free Microsoft SharePoint Internet portal to keep everyone connected. Look, you know what it costs to set up an email system. Don't blow your budget on fighting viruses and having an IT specialist on call. Save time and money with DNAMail.com. Every standard or unlimited exchange mailbox will get a free copy of Microsoft Outlook 2007 or Entourage 2008. Call us at 800-628-3204. That's 800-628-3204. Or visit DNAMail.com and join the evolution. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything as we launch here into the second hour of the program. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com, where all the features are totally free. Again, freetalklive.com. Right to your phone calls. We go across the pond, way across the pond, to Nicholas in Sweden. You're on Free Talk Live. Nicholas. Hello, Nicholas. You're on the air. Going once. Nicholas going twice. Let's try Ilya calling from the Internet. Who do we have here? Uh, yesterday. Is it Ilya? No, that's Nicholas. Is this Nicholas? Yes, Nicholas. Nicholas, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Ah, thank you. Yesterday, there was a guy calling in about uh, how the efficiency of the socialist healthcare in South Korea was. Uh, and uh, I was in Japan, which is... How about it has the same kind of system where you pay half. Where you pay half? Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. Texas, uh, pay half, and uh, you pay a little bit of some. And... Uh, uh, experience there was that you had to wait for hours. Really? Uh, I was there for like uh, once every quarter, mm-hmm. and you had to wait for hours just for one shot uh, injection. Huh. So uh, it seems like your your mileage may vary with the uh, the government run healthcare program. Some people yes, and just. Yes, I have an explanation for it. Okay. At first, the first generation that goes into the healthcare system, uh, workers, they come from a private institution. They have the work ethics of private institutions. They are like, go, go, go. And then uh, as the new generations come on, the efficiency drops. 
So they they did, as my understanding, I was looking online at the the South Korea healthcare system, looking to find out a little bit more about it. They did bring people in, kind of in in phases. Uh, but it's yeah. it, but it's my understanding that everybody's on board at this point, and his stories that he was telling us were from within the past decade. So yeah. it's a kind of a new country, so it's uh, not surprised that the current workers has been uh, uh, recruited from the private sector. Nicholas, uh, may I ask how old you are? Uh, 26. 26. Okay, so you're relatively young as well, because what we were talking about last night is how young people might get a better shake in a socialist healthcare system than do uh, people that are elderly. Not that you sounded elderly, I just wanted to, ah. you know, get some idea. Yes, uh, uh, in Japan, well, the department I was for the shot, the injection, it was uh, mostly elderly people on they thought to wait. <laughs> So Most you were trying to, to get something. Too. So your the, the type of healthcare you were attempting to receive was typically slated for older people, and so that's why you yeah, had incredible was, delays. I think so. Maybe it was that way. I don't know really, but I know for sure that you don't want to get an ambulance in Japan. You can't wait for it. It's uh, it's stuck in traffic. Wow. <laughs> well, thanks for, uh, for this no one lets the ambulance through in Japan. This is so what I heard about the, the uh, Japanese uh, program, is that basically the, the older people there, and this might just be one person's uh, you know, empirical uh, sort of observation, but yeah. uh, the, the older people just go and, and they hang out there, and that, that's kind of their thing to do during the day. <laughs> yeah, they had the TV and everything in there. <laughs> Bring a deck of cards, play some bridge. Uh, also, in Sweden, I, I have experience from Sweden, of course, uh, the people in Sweden... Uh, they usually have a lot of good, efficient healthcare for normal things. The emergencies never stuck up. But when my grandma was uh, a little bit uh, cuckoo in the head, going cuckoo, mm-hmm. uh, she had to wait for like a year or two to get into a uh, home. Hmm. You know, maybe it's just the issue. Maybe it's the issue of central planning. Maybe it's the fact that they're allocating certain resources in certain places. More than is necessary, and in other areas, not so much. Because yeah, when you're dealing with, because we've heard over the years, you want as much as uh, voters you can possibly get for those tax monies of yours, propaganda. Nicholas, I appreciate your uh, your insights and your experience, and thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We'll hear these. Uh, we'll get these callers from time to time who will just be glowing uh, about their experience with the whatever socialist healthcare system they're describing, whether it's in the UK or in, you know South Korea, Canada. Uh, and they're abs- just absolutely glowing about it. And then, of course, you also hear the stories from people about horrifically long waits and doctors that don't care and all kinds of just awful stories from the, you know, what you expect to hear. Uh, from what the I socialist- expect to hear. Right, what I expect to hear from the socialist uh, health care system. And I don't want to just dismiss people's uh, no. experience. I believe that their experience is valid um, for them, but... It doesn't justify aggression. It doesn't justify it doesn't. the system. That's really the issue. Right. That There's, is the root of the issue. But the nice thing about uh, for the so, for the people promoting a socialist healthcare system, the nice thing for them is they they really only have to please a majority of people, and a majority of people are usually healthy most of the time. Mm-hmm. And so you have a lot of people going in to get a shot, to get a prescription, to get antibiotics, and and you know those are things you just kind of 
you know, you can assembly line those things. And but when someone needs knee surgery or or life saving surgery, God forbid, some sort you know, of special attention. Those are the horror stories you usually hear about. When, when there actually is something where someone's going to need, it's a specialist going to see a specialist is one thing, mm-hmm. or going to needing needing surgery that's that's you know time crucial. That's when it gets really scary because if you're waiting months for if you're on a waiting list for months to get to a surgeon and there's a limited number of surgeons doing a certain surgery just because it, again it's being managed instead of being market driven, right. then it's then it's when you have a horror story. I think you're absolutely right about that, and I think that the other point that to, that should be made is that the government system is not market-based. It's not driven by supply and demand. There's plenty of demand uh, because, well, when you give something away for free or in the case of the other uh, – South Korea, there's a copay. But when you give something away for free or next to it, people are going to line up around the block, especially if it is free. And so the demand is pretty high, but can the centralized board of bureaucrats – that is making the decisions about how the system will be run. There is inevitably in a top-down managed system like this some board of people that's at the top saying, okay, well, we need to build a hospital here, and we need this over here, and we'll need an x-ray machine over here, or here are the prices, we're setting the price for for this and that service. They're, all, they're supposed to be these uh, superhuman people that have the ability. They are smarter than everyone else. That's why we've elected them to these positions. Sure. That's, that's why they've that's been That's why appointed. they are our leaders. Right. And, and it's, you know, it's just nonsense because they're people and they don't have the market signals telling them what they need to do, like somebody in the marketplace does, where, the, where constantly, if you're in a free market, you're getting signals from your customers, you're getting signals from your vendors, input about what the right thing to do is. doesn't mean you always make the right choice. You'll make mistakes, but when you make a mistake, you can learn from those mistakes and you can quickly correct it in the marketplace at your local level without having to go up the chain to some approval board up at the top to get them to say, yes, you did make a mistake and yes, we'll rectify it by doing this and that. So I think that maybe a factor beyond the fact that young people don't get sick that often and so they're just not experiencing the the socialist healthcare system but when you hear those glowing stories maybe that is kind of a, a, a misallocation that that you're experiencing you're experiencing a portion of the system that has been allocated effectively enough because they've thrown enough money at it uh to get the job done whereas like you're saying dale if it's a specialist or somebody else that's in high demand but there's just not enough supply of them then it's an absolute nightmare to try to get something done to try to even get seen to have your problem whatever it is, uh, examined and, and analyzed. Well, those are the hor- those are the stories you hear about Canadians coming down to America and paying out of pocket for something that would be free in Canada because it it was just so nightmarish trying to get right. the surgery that they needed or something like that. So that's what I think it is. It's just one of those things that sometimes you're going to find a doctor that cares, and sometimes you're going to find the doctor that just couldn't give a flip about well, you know what happens to there, you. There are people that currently work in the government that care deeply about their jobs. Yeah. They are, however, not incentivized in the right ways. And if they were incentivized, like you are in the marketplace, for a profit motive, then they would actually be even better. They yes. may be great that's now, true. but they would absolutely be Awesome. Uh, you know, my, my wife worked for a, a state organization down in uh, when we lived in Florida, and they had to <laughs> – she beat all the goals that were set by uh, – for the people that, uh, you know, do her job by August. The other people in the office were looking, <laughs> looking, looking silly. Yeah, that's a time when the bureaucrats – She had never will... worked for a government agency before. That's the time when the bureaucrats will start trying to stab you in the back to get rid of you if you make them look bad. 
Uh, all right, more on the way here. You can bring up what you want. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. You can take control of the airwaves. Uh, the Manchester and Keene, New Hampshire cannabis celebrations are going strong, by the way. It's Free Talk Live. Gun day, gun day, gun day. Three days to exercise your Second Amendment rights for only $10 per person. October 9th, 10th, and 11th at Knob Creek Gun Range. The world's largest machine gun shooting military gun show is fun for the whole family. With machine guns and flamethrowers for rent, helicopter rides, and over 800 tables showcasing handguns, rifles, shotguns, and more. Opens at 9 a.m. Call 502-922-4457 or visit KnobCreekRange.com. That's KnobCreekRange.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features, and we give them to you, including live streams, broadband version, dial-up webcam. You'll find it all free at listen.freetalklive.com. That is listen freetalklive.com And go over to BigHeadPress.com and check out all the free online comics that they have over there. I've read them all, and I truly enjoy their their take on things. They're, they're sort of a, a, a liberty bend to the all the comics at BigHeadPress.com. Please go and enjoy them, and uh, you know if you really really like them, they have uh, hard copies that are are coming out. At uh, I know Odysseus the Rebel is coming out very soon. BigHeadPress.com. All right, we're going to continue taking your phone calls, and then we'll update you on the cannabis celebrations. Uh, the disobedience has stepped up, and we'll explain to you what has happened. It involves marijuana sales, uh, but we'll get to that and take your calls about what you want by going to Ilya, calling from somewhere. You're on Free Talk Live, Ilya. Hello, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, what's on my mind is... Uh American open currency standard and how it could be used in conjunction with the current Federal Reserve System in order to have a free market generation of debt-free money. Okay, can you put that in terms? Can you put that in terms that uh, my average listener can understand who has no idea what the you know the Federal Reserve is? Here's the idea: we get the, the the Lakota, for example, silver rounds or other you know one ounce silver round bullion currency for barter. Mm-hmm. And the first bank that would, the first Federal Reserve note based bank that would be able to accept these things as deposits of checkbook money, let's say for the 50 uh, value that is uh, labeled on these Lakota Nation rounds, and put them on their accounting books as a foreign currency, which they could use for trade with that nation, then we would be able to uh, take all the silver that we have and turn it into money, that's the problem with all the silver that we have. We, we, we want a way to spend it. Like, for example, I found this website called opencurrency.com, mm-hmm. which uh, has a list of uh, about 26,000 merchants that accept, uh, you know, these silver rounds for, one of them, you know, goods or services. One of them, and, uh, Ilya, I'm, before you go on, one of those uh, merchants is Free Talk Live. Awesome. Good to know. Maybe I'll start paying you guys in silver, too. So, Ilya, (laughs) let me see if I'm following you so far. What you're telling me is that we've got all of these silver rounds out there. The Lakota, you can buy that, by the way, through uh, silver.freetalklive.com. It's a very nice uh, piece from what I understand. It's an ounce of silver. and. 
Uh, it's it's bullion as you uh, as you explained it. Is does can you call it bullion if it's got uh, like something printed on it? I guess that's bullion, yeah, it's right? bullion. Okay, so uh, I guess it's not printed; it's struck. But so you've got all these different silver rounds. The American Open Currency Elves standard grinded in there. The American Open Currency standard essentially is a set of standards that people can manufacture their rounds. Uh, the specifications they can manufacture them too. And you're saying you want to find a bank that is. A typical bank that will take these and essentially deposit them into some sort of silver-denominated account? Am I understanding you correctly? Uh, what I'm talking about is being able to deposit it at the uh, value of uh, in Federal Reserve notes. You know what uh, I'm saying? Turn it into checkbook money, which then you could go and use to buy more silver rounds. But the bank really doesn't lose out because it... Uh, you know, has uh, will have a stock of all the silver bullion that it could show to its investors as foreign currency, which uh, you know could be used to create more Federal Reserve notes. So, but wait, the, what if I want the bank, Ilya? Ilya, what if I want the bank to keep my silver as silver and not turn it into Federal Reserve notes? Because then, what's the point in getting silver? Yeah, the, that's good. But the point in uh, being able to turn it into Federal Reserve notes is that you could go out, turn it right around. Buy up more silver and deposit more silver in the account and get even more Federal Reserve notes until you establish an amount of money that is in high enough quantity that in the end you're going to wind up as the silver prices rise, buy all of that silver back out from them. So they, they don't lose out holding a foreign currency account. In silver-denominated assets. I'm confused. Uh, so what, I'm I'm confused. Are you, you saying? Yeah. Where you, where I thought what sounded interesting is the idea of treating it as a foreign currency. If you could somehow establish it as a foreign currency. But, but you're saying that when you make a deposit into the account, it would automatically be tur- be turned into Federal Reserve notes. Why would I want to deposit that? I mean, I could see that if if there was an, like an account where I could deposit silver in and have it be there in silver, and if I want to take it out in Federal Reserve notes, that would make sense because then yeah, the bank could so do, let's the tra- do that. That's the idea to be able to either have it uh, left in there as silver or as Federal Reserve notes. So right. it would be kind of like a bank issued. Silver certificate. Good I love for the idea. My question: reserve notes or one ounce of silver? Ilya, I think yeah. it's a great idea, and of course, my first question is going to be: How in the world are you going to get that to be possible in the United States with the federal uh, with the Federal Reserve System, uh, with the uh, the FDIC? Do you think the FDIC is going to insure one of its member banks if they start taking on silver deposits? Uh, I don't know if the FDIC will insure it or not. No, no, no. I don't mean the actual point of information. I don't mean the FDIC insuring the silver. I don't expect they would do that at all. But what I'm saying is if a bank decides we're going to start opening silver accounts for our customers, I would bet the, uh, the FDIC being a tool of the federal government and the Federal Reserve would essentially say, well, we're pulling your insurance and you're no longer part of the FDIC system. The whole idea of uh, dollars is so that it could be able to buy useful commodities, for example, like oil. Like right now, our dollar is worth the money because it could buy oil in the world market. Yeah. So if we use the dollar to buy up a bunch of silver, we have almost automatic silver backing where people would be able to deposit their money in silver and get a silver certificate issued by the bank that so, would allow you to either redeem it in Federal Reserve notes or in silver. Right. What so I what my concern be- is, I, I get your vision, and I think we all understand that the idea of having a bank 
accept silver for deposits so you can turn it into a certificate or you can turn it into you can turn it into federal reserve notes if you want to or you can take the silver back out i would love to have a silver option at my bank but what I, my big concern is ilia is that the established banks are not going to get on board with this because they're essentially owned lock stock and barrel by the federal government and they yes, can't yeah. Yes and no, because this idea would actually generate more money in the system and would generate allow us to, uh, you know, be able to pay our debts through a free market currency generation. So it, for every fifty dollar Federal Reserve notes, they would issue us in checkbook money, which they issue out of the thin air. It's just a computer entry. They would have an ounce of silver on deposit with themselves, so it would be automatic free market. Silver backing of the currency, as you would be able to always switch off. It's a great idea. I, I just don't see it happening under the current federal system. I, I want to hear from you. We'll what generate more Tell money us, for them to lend out. That's that's the idea. It of sounds banks. it they sounds great. Money. It sounds great, but I think for it to be an interesting idea, we need to hear what is what's going to make it what's going to make it happen. What makes you optimistic you'll be able to convince a bank to do that? Yeah, I'm going to bring you back. You can you can answer Dale's question here in a moment. More with Ilya 800-259-9231. I'd love to have a bank start up to offer a service like that, but Wayne's told us about a warehouse bank that opened up that uh, would allow you to put gold on deposit with them. They got raided by the feds. So it it seems like it'd be a pretty risky proposition. At this, at least at this time, more coming up. You can bring up what you want. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation. Well, now we've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates on some of my favorite gold and silver pieces. If you've seen the Lakota Nation silver round from the Free Lakota Bank, you know it's one of the most beautiful pieces available today. And a really fun way of giving the Federal Reserve the middle finger. Free Talk Live listeners can get them for the absurdly low rate of $22.30. That's right, $22.30. Call 877-857-9938 or go to silver.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can at once. It's 877-857-9938, silver.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features, and they are free, including the archive. So if you've missed a moment of the program, click download. They're yours on the front page of the website. And there has been some sort of issue with iTunes recently where they haven't updated our show since the 19th. So if you're getting the show through iTunes, you may or may not be hearing this right now. I, I've heard there's a workaround. Some people have said the workaround doesn't work for them. So I don't know what to say about iTunes beyond the fact that our podcast at freetalklive.com hasn't changed. You know, besides the fact that we add new shows to it every day. The actual technical details of it are the same as they've always been, and it, it checks out as valid, so I'm pretty certain it's not something we're doing. So please don't be upset at Free Talk Live because iTunes sucks and isn't working. Uh, iTunes is a big old program, and it does a lot of different things. What I might recommend to people with, that are having trouble is go out and get a, a podcast client. You know, Go out and get something like Juice or RSS Radio, uh, an actual piece of software that's dedicated to downloading podcasts. But... It's free, uh, so what do you want, right? You're not paying for it. Uh, free well, I, which one's free? 
All of it. Our archives are free. Whatever way you go about getting them is up to you. Um, so they're there for you at freetalklive.com. And a lot of people are use iTunes and haven't had any problems at all. That's true. Which makes this even more frustrating. Yeah. So I, report to iTunes. If there's a problem, please. It's nice to us, for us to know in case yeah. it is our fault. We spent the last uh, five days trying to figure out what's, what, what we have done wrong, and the answer is nothing. And I can tell. So please send a report to iTunes and say, hey, please fix Free, free Talk Live. Whatever it is you, that you botched up with Free Talk Live in your system. Um, and maybe it's not just us. Maybe it's happening with other, uh, other programs. But it's free. The archives are free. And if you're having trouble with iTunes, you can just go to freetalklive.com right there on the front page. Click and download. But if you're somebody that likes waking up in the morning and having that podcast client overnight download your favorite shows for you, like Free Talk Live, uh, like The Liberty Conspiracy, some of our friends' shows, then the best way to do that, I think, is to have a real podcast client that is not iTunes take care of it for you. Uh, because there are a lot of other clients out there that are competing. But for whatever reason, this big behemoth of a beastly, ugly program, iTunes, is the number one way people listen to the show. So we have to be concerned with it. iPods are pretty. Well, it's not just for people with iPods. Lots of people use Shut that Shut up. Product. iPods are pretty. The world's largest machine gun shoot and military gun show is October 9th, 10th, and 11th at Knob Creek Gun Range. It's fun for the whole family with machine guns and flamethrowers for rent, helicopter rides, and 800 tables showcasing handguns, rifles, shotguns, and more. It opens at 9 a.m. It's $10 per person. It's knobcreekrange.com. For more information, that's K-N-O-B creekrange.com. All right, so we're going to continue with Ilya. He is on the line with us, calling from the Internet somewhere. Ilya, you're back on Free Talk Live, and, and what you've been proposing here sounds great. I mean, I love the idea of being able to walk into a bank, bring in a bunch of silver rounds, uh, one-ounce silver pieces, and put them into their vault uh, and have them put that uh, denominate a silver-denominated account that might rise and fall in value as far as compared against the uh, the Federal Reserve note. Uh, you could have you could look at the, uh, the the amount of silver in ounces and then maybe see what the current market value of that in uh, in Federal Reserve notes is and be able to say, okay, well, I want to pay a bill with Federal Reserve notes out of this account and essentially authorize them to send whatever that amount is out of there and take the amount of silver out and essentially send it out in Federal Reserve notes or to pay something in silver or to go into the bank, take out the Federal Reserve notes or take the silver back out am i is that what you're you were kind of explaining earlier yeah kind of but the whole idea is when you would be using aocs approved currency you want it to have it be set at a set value to the federal reserve note you know you have to have a grounding of something like the federal reserve note exchangeable for one lakota nation round which is depositable depositable in the free lakota bank and my calculations, if you, for example, invested 40,000 ounces, which would be a million dollars, let's say a 25,000 ounce if you bought it up, and if you got 7.24% interest on that, you would get a return of 2,896 ounces, or if you, if you count it at $25, that would be worth 72,400, or if it would be depositable in the silver, at $50 face value, it would be $144,800. Well, I'm a little so confused. For a million you, you dollar still, investment, you, 
Ilya, I'm yeah, sorry if I'm not getting this, uh, but I'm, I'm having a tough time. It doesn't sound like we're on the same page here at all. I described a, a system that would have a, a bank account that's denominated in silver that you could translate into Federal Reserve notes at the current price of whatever silver's price is. You're saying you just want to set an arbitrary amount for the value of a silver piece? Uh, yes, because it is actually an accounting item which is depositable in the Free Lakota Bank which could gain you 7.24% interest in silver deposited on your account. So my point is, once you have a million dollars, just by getting interest, you would have 2,896 ounces every year coming into you know, your free Lakota account, and you could take that out and deposit it into your Federal Reserve, you know, into those accounts, and Get face value for them. So this will. Why would they please. give me $50? Why? Uh, please explain to me, and I still want to get to Dale's question, but why would, why would a bank give me $50 for a piece of silver that's worth $15? Uh, because it is usable in the Free Lakota Bank, which could gain you interest in silver deposited on your account. That's so not an answer that makes sense. So because... around, it can gain you interest. Okay, That's I don't understand. Hold on, Mark, money. maybe Mark seems to understand this. What, what because is? the Free Lakota Bank is a foreign nation. Every other foreign nation's currency is denominated by, well, is, is uh, backed by nothing. And what he's proposing is, is that since the Free Lakota Bank's, um, you know, backed by an amount of silver, although that silver may not be worth $50, at least it's backed by something so that there's a shot. I'm for it. I don't know how well it'll work, but I'm for it. Well, it sounds fine. I just I don't understand how wh- how to look at this as anything else other than a pie in the sky pipe dream. I mean, it sounds yeah. great, but I why why should we? I mean, what is it about? What is it that you think is going to be different that that's going to make this suddenly be acceptable to some FDIC insured bank? Yeah. How your question earlier was how are you going to convince a bank that exists today to engage in your program, Ilya? Okay. As banks, uh, they can only create checkbook money, really, in essence, which is a computer entry. So what is wrong with them creating a $50 Federal Reserve note computer entry for a foreign currency, which they accepted that exchange rate, which they could then take and deposit in the free locator bank themselves and have that as an investment that brings them in more silver, which therefore creates more deposits, which therefore creates more money them to lend out. How is the Free Lakota Bank going to give these interest, these seven uh, percent interest rates out to to banks for depositing silver with them? I, I'm confused about that. That's how it works. If you uh, get a Free Lakota Bank account, they're setting this up in the pro- they're in the process of setting it up. You could uh, take your silver and invest it into the general investment fund, which will yield you that interest. So they would have this uh, currency as good for trading with the Free Lakota Nation, and it would be good for trading all over the U.S. because it's an honest money standard. Okay, so you're just saying the that... same way, just the same way that the U.S. dollar back before you know the Federal Reserve note came out, you know you could buy silver for seventy cents an ounce, right? But meanwhile, that seventy cents worth of silver was still worth a dollar when it came to. Uh, monetary exchanges, you know, because up until the point that, you know, it's only usable as money up until the point that, you know, the value that, you know, you get more for the value. 
uh, you, you've completely lost me. Monetary system it sounds, Dale, go ahead. So it's okay. I think he's saying that Free Lakota Bank is offering a seven percent interest on silver, uh, is, or seven point something percent interest on silver, or will be when they silver, when they're done. In, in silver so, deposit on your account, which you can. It's get still a pipe dream. I don't yeah, see a bank totally accepting this. I mean, I don't see a bank doing it. I don't see why a bank would count on the Free Lakota Bank, whoever they are. Uh, they don't have any established. There's not a, an established uh, existence for the Free Lakota Bank, so I don't see why any bank would just say, "Yeah, let's." Let's do business with these guys. We don't even know who they are. And uh, thanks, Ilya for, Ilya, for the call. I think that there's some good ideas in there, but like Dale says, pie in the sky ain't happening anytime soon. Hope I'm wrong about that. It's Free Talk Live. Help Free Talk Live via the AMP program for just $3 per month, and you'll get access to exclusive call-in lines, a chat room, and a forum at amp.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, and if you like this program, you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country, bring more Internet listeners on board. Speaking of new radio stations, uh, we've got a brand new one coming on board soon in uh, in Alabama. Not going to say where because they haven't joined quite yet, but they have signed on the dotted line, and it's the Free Talk Live amplifiers that are really helping make that possible. So thanks to you if you are an amplifier, and if you were a uh, former amplifier, still thanks to you as well. Uh, we've changed the rules on the AMP program to allow all former amplifiers back on board with the AMP-only email list. And, of course, if you're amping up in the future, you'll never be removed from that list unless you want to be. It's just one of those, uh, I guess you could consider it a lifetime AMP perk. Uh, so go to amp.freetalklive.com. You get a list of all the, uh, the different benefits that you'll get as being a Free Talk Live amplifier. And you'll be able to help us out, help get Free Talk Live out there. More uh, more stations, more listeners, and uh, that means more new people coming across the ideas of freedom. So head on over to amp dot freetalklive.com and now is the time that you and your family need to be armed and trained to levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards front sight provides such training without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes secure a front sight defensive handgun course plus 30 state concealed weapon permit and get a free handgun go to frontsight.com today that's frontsight.com all right so we're going to continue taking your calls uh just just one more thought, I guess, a little, a few more thoughts on what Ilya's call was. He was talking about some idea, and it was, it was really hard for me to grasp, where you would donate, you would, you would contribute your, um, you'd get silver, you'd deposit it at a local bank for $50 an ounce, they would give you a return on your investment of like 7% or something like that, and I don't understand why the arbitrary number would be used when everybody else is doing business on whatever the silver's market price, uh, silver's market price is. So that was pretty confusing to me. And but, I, I think maybe the, the Lakota Bank is is doing something kind of like how the Liberty Dollar did, where there's a face value that they will return for it. I, I'm and not sure. Also, they'll pay seven percent interest. So the idea is if you if you wanted to do that with your bank, if you could get a bank to cooperate, but I think that's the hard part. Yeah. Then they could deposit the silver with Lakota Bank while they have it in their in their possession and make interest on it, well, and then and then return the money, return it to you on when you want it. I think the short answer is to this is I would love to see it happen. 
Um, and and I, I, I will I'm, I'm waiting to see it happen. If we're wrong, I'll eat this shoe. Um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with that. Right. Uh, you know, and let's just see how they do it. Maybe, maybe they'll pull it off. I, you know, it, maybe the free Lakota bank does exist, as I understand it. Believe I me, if we would have sat here, sat in front of some radio guys and asked them about the idea of doing free talk live all the wrong way as far as radio shows, they would have told us to stop wasting our time. Right. And we could have packed it all in. Free Talk Live, in fact, was is very successful. And what the heck do I know about currency exchange? Nothing. I don't either. I so don't let's either. Move on. But but the the, the 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 Lakota Bank does exist. Oh yes. I don't know anybody who has an account. I don't know how established they are. I know they're relatively new on the scene, like within the last yeah. year. I don't know what's going to prevent the federal government from coming in and raiding their uh, their facilities and taking all of their silver, just like they did with the Liberty Dollar. It seems to me that it's de- the, the plan was dependent on the Lakota Bank, so essentially replacing the Federal Reserve uh, with the Lakota Bank as this sort of the central if anyone's, bank. If anyone's going to make it happen, maybe it'll be Lakota Bank, because at least they're you know a big enough entity with the assets and things. Maybe they can convince they another bank to go along with it i don't know are the is the lakota bank know. big or are they just a website i mean do they have what do you a, lose in trying though what, well they have um a lot silver? of silver to sell so they you, i don't you know don't how the silver are. oh if you give it to them yeah well i i, I don't know um but the i think the main the main way they're making money is by selling silver so at a, quite a premium from what i I, I don't know that it is at a premium no i mean uh, no? at all the uh, conventions i've been at it hasn't been that much of a premium hmm. they do have something st- stenciled on it but it's a barter exchange yeah. um so it's a it's an entire system of doing of doing business i I'd, don't in- understand entirely how it works i'd like to know i'd like to know if anybody has a free lakota bank account and if so how it's been for them. the the way he was describing the way he was describing it it sounds like they were about to institute uh, where you can get a bank account. I don't think they have that yet. Oh, really? But they're talk- that's what it sounded like to okay. me. Maybe I, I hope I didn't hear him wrong. Maybe you did because I'm, I'm looking on their website here at freelakotabank.com where it says they have an annual rate of return for their uh, their investment fund of 7.24%. So it makes it sound like that's available to you right now if you're just going to give them your money. But And that's interesting because the way he described it was that's actually a, an interest rate on silver. So in theory, you could deposit silver with them and get seven percent, and it's actual silver. Presumably. But I don't know, you know, how they pay interest on silver. I guess I don't know either. Well, yeah. maybe we'll find out over time, and, and maybe one of our listeners is actually involved with them and, and can give us their personal experience. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. But I like the idea of being able to go down to the bank, and I've I've done online banking before, and I like it. With Federal Reserve notes, it's not as important to me necessarily, but now that I, I live here in Keene, it's nice to have a bank location you can go to to pull some cash out of and deposit some cash into. If you've got to ship silver through the mail or you've got to go through the, you know, the, the Postal Service or UPS or something like that, that's a pretty costly way to, uh, to do banking. And if the and it's stressful because you, yeah. know, you do have to insure it and if you so, are... I, I would love to see somebody get into a private banking business, invest in that, create some sort of a vault that is secure and that, that could actually be, you know, guarded from some sort of assault by the federal government. But I don't see how you can guard against assault can by it. the federal government. I think it'd they have, have to be foreign. Weapons. It'd have to be foreign. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, and 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 not and it, and and I think also just a matter of how big it gets. If it got big enough, it it could still be a target. And and know. then you also have to deal with the question, even if it's foreign or whether it's the free Lakotas, you you're then dealing with the risk of a brand new business. Whoever starts up right now, you don't know who they are. 
Yeah. If it was somebody here in New Hampshire, we'd at least know who they are. We know where they lived. But it's somebody over in New Zealand, for instance, saying, you know, give us your money. We'll give you gold on this account, and then we'll, uh, you know, you can use this credit card and uh, and take gold off of it any old time. It sounds like a great deal. But how am I going to know that I'm not going to, you know, give them a few thousand dollars and have them close their doors? It's funny how much trust I put in my local business interactions when i'm working with someone i know here in new hampshire either through you know, like fruit through freaking or somewhere else in new hampshire mm-hmm. and i and i know them personally and i'm doing you know i'll do business with people that's it, it would be incredibly risky and it, otherwise. it seems like it would be otherwise but i i do it and i'm totally fine and i haven't been burned yet and i don't know it doesn't mean it's not going to happen, I guess. No, it doesn't mean it's not going to happen, but sometimes I wonder, you know, I've been burned by big companies that yeah. supposedly have a big name behind them and all that stuff uh, versus having, you know, that personal relationship and just sort of a sense of trust, and, and it's actually served me well so so far. So. Let's continue with your calls. Jason is on the line in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Hello, Jason. Yes, hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Good, good. Woo. Good little minute waiting there. Well worth it. Uh, first time caller uh my brother's been listening to you guys for a while and um well pretty much what i have in mind is i've been checking on the internet yeah they say be careful be skeptical it's thing called sovereignty i don't know if this word this this thing that i'm researching is a myth being perpetuated by charlatans and people online talking like uh taj Tariq bay for instance asata shakur or jordan maxwell but this thing called sovereignty, supposedly, because I don't know if it's true or not, states that when you're born, your your birth certificate, you're like incorporated, like you are a corporation. Yes. From what my research states, and that is the reason why my name is in caps lock all across, like my Visa card, uh, my I, my driver's license is all caps lock, like you know. From what I'm, from what the research is telling me, so mm-hmm. this thing called sovereignty or whatever uh, uniform commercial code says that you could pretty much it's like a contract between you and like the state that owns you through your birth certificate, and you could break that contract um, through this thing called sovereignty. Like I'm still researching it. I don't know that much about it, but I don't I, I don't know if this is a myth. Have you guys heard of this? Because there are a lot of people online, and you know, and they seem credible. They don't seem like Looney Tunes, and they're 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 speaking these thoughts and these concepts in this UCC. Yeah, you know, the Uniform you know, Commercial so Code. Much. It's it's interesting. Uh, it's fascinating, actually, and it's also I think it's also a myth. I think there's some, uh, you know, like a good conspiracy theory. I think there's some uh, kernels of truth in there, and I think that most of it's just a lot of crap. Uh, because if you actually try this stuff with the government, they they don't care. Uh, they Basically, the whole sovereignty movement is based on the idea that the government is actually following its set of rules. The Uniform Commercial Code is real. You can look on any state's uh, set of law books and find the Uniform Commercial Code. Uh, I want to get into more of this because there's some there's more to say, and I'll bring it back here in a moment. We'll talk about it in hour number three. I've tried some of this stuff before and had... Well, some might say I've had a success, but in other in in one other way, I ended up in a jail cell. So your mileage may vary. We're coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Hello, Free Talk Live podcast subscribers. This is novelist Spencer Baum here to tell you about my new book, The Demon Queen and the Locksmith. It's a fantasy novel in the tradition of the boy wizards and vampires that have been so popular lately. 
but written from the perspective of a libertarian like you. My novel has all the monsters, magic, hair-raising adventures, and teen angst you've come to know and love, but unlike those other books, you'll find no glorification of life in the government schools in this story. My main character doesn't truly start learning until he ditches class and connects with some libertarian homeschoolers, and he can't go about saving the world until he sees that the conformist worldview of the modern American fails to see the truth. But don't take my word for it. Listen for yourself, for free. Open up iTunes and search for The Demon Queen and the Locksmith. I've released the first six chapters as a free podcast. Give it a listen. It's free. That's The Demon Queen and the Locksmith. I hope you enjoy. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231 tonight. It is Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Uh, so we're going to go right back into your phone calls. Mark, you've got an email that you want to get to. Hopefully yes. we'll get to that. We're going to start back, though, with Jason in Florida, who called to ask us about the whole personal sovereignty movement. And it's an interesting one. Uh, Jason, are you still with us? Yes, sir. Uh, it's It comes out of kind of the, the so-called patriot community, this group of people that some of them, you you know, use the term charlatan earlier. Uh, some of them, I yes. think, are absolutely scam artists that are essentially offering a way out, a way out of the system. All you have to do is send them several hundred dollars and they'll send you a CD or, a, a, you know, a package full of information. Yes, exactly. To, so you're seeing those offers out there? Uh, yeah, in, in the mix of this pot of what could be real or what could be fake, there are, yeah, though, these, you know, these extreme, hey, send me your money and I'll send you to heaven, you know, type of deals. Like, yeah, you're right. I, I do I do see some of those. but That's a red um, flag right there that somebody wants several hundred dollars to show you the way out of the system as though they know something that nobody else does and that if their yes. system worked, of course, you why you wouldn't be hearing about it everywhere is a, another good question to ask. You know, you know it what, reminds me of like all the yes, weight loss, te- all the weight loss um, cures out there. They find something yeah. where it's a huge market of people who are you know with a high demand for something, and they quick offer fix. them an easy quick fix right. solution. That's what Americans yeah, want. Yeah, let me just say this: just for the simple fact that there there seem to be some charlatans, I'm not gonna you know. Throw the baby out with the bathwater. No, I agree with you. Say. I agree with you. What you but should be asking for is proof. Go ahead. Because I remember you said earlier, you said, you know, it could be possibly, of course, a load of crap. But then I remember you saying, oh, some people say that I've, I've dibbled and dabbled in this, or however you worded it. But it's, I, I think that amongst these charlatans, I think there may be some truth. Like, if anybody, you know, were to attempt to look for this thing called the allodial title, from what I have attempted, what, you know. Yeah, the allodial title. Are you familiar title, with the allodial title? Absolutely does not exist. It absolutely does not, does not exist. There is no place in the United States of America where you do not have to pay property tax, bar none. And it's not like yes. you're going to be able to just go into the uh, the county registrar's office or whoever it is that's got the uh, you know the title information on on file and fill out a piece of uh, you know some sort of secret hidden form that is uh, nobody knows about well, and then get there them is to a grant secret you. hidden form. There absolutely is a secret hidden form for not paying property tax, and that's called become a church. But you still have to get them to yes, approve that. You still have to get them I to. I threw a drum, but um, boom, If you, I had a pair of drums, yeah, good. Universal one, but, Life Church. No, it's true. Um, I just want to say that. Um, at the same at the same time, like uh, this allodial thing, as you say, it does not exist. Now, 
So let me ask you, um, with your free talk radio and all this freedom, freedom, you know, are there any ways to combat tyranny, like overtaxation? Like, just because these things don't exist, could we say, you know, forms and titles like that, like that of that type, of that ilk, should exist to exonerate people? Or, or like, how do you become free? Like, I like can answer that ways. question. Like, am I just an eternal slave no. to everything? I don't think you have to be. I think there is an answer to that question. Um, it's not anything that I can guarantee you is going to work. But I think it's the best answer yeah. I've come across, and that is to get together with other like-minded people in the same geographic area, and that is the Free State yeah. Project, freestateproject.org. Do you, have you heard of it? Uh, my brother told me. I think you guys are in the northeast. Uh, well, we're from Florida. Um, Mark and I are originally from Florida. Dale here tonight is uh, from Atlanta, Georgia. So three of us are Southerners. We've made the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State. Go, New Hampshire, right, yeah. as part of the Free State Project, in order to get together with other like-minded people to get active uh, to achieve liberty in our lifetime. And some of the activism that we've seen so far up here, and there's only been a few hundred people that have made the move as of yet. So it's really the very beginning of this movement. Well, we're seeing some some activity in the political process, and they're having some level of success with that. But what's most exciting to me personally is the level of civil disobedience that's going on. And we're going to talk uh, here in a little bit, um, give you an update on what's been going on with the cannabis celebrations. Here in Keene, New Hampshire, and now out in Manchester, on a daily basis at 4.20 in the afternoon, people are getting together in a public park, and they're consuming cannabis. They're smoking it. Uh, there, somebody brought out a uh, they brought out a hookah. They had a steamroller pipe out today. Yeah. People are bringing out their pipes. There's there's open civil disobedience happening here. So far, it's been going on for almost uh, a week and a half at this point, and there's only been one arrest. That was early on. There was a second semi arrest, but they turned that guy loose because they arrested him, and he actually wasn't smoking uh, cannabis. It was it was like mint chocolate mint or something like that. They're keeping the place on yeah. their toes. But well, this then, week, me, since me, hang on a second, really since quick. Monday, um, since Monday, there have been no arrests at all. The police have made an announcement that they are not going to go down there unless they're called to come out for some reason. So it's basically a demilitarized zone uh, as far as the cannabis uh, laws enforce law enforcement is uh, is concerned. So we've had some amazing success. There have been other examples of civil disobedience, but what I'm answering your question, how I'm answering your question is to say that, yes, uh, tyranny can be opposed by getting enough people together who are willing to oppose it, who are willing to actually yes, say no to the tyrants. The are there any laws are there any laws by which the we laws can aren't going to get you freedom? <laughs> no, but, I see, think what you're asking is what is the quick fix solution? And, and no, there is not a quick no, fix. No, not solution. a quick fix, but just well, like I guess you know this free state project. As you say, you're trying, trying to tell me, hey, caller, your first step should be trying to join something like this. Like-minded people get together, blah, blah, blah freedom, freedom. I, I, I understand that, and, and I, you know, hey, thumbs up for that. I, that's something that interests me, and I'm gonna look it up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if that was your objective, hey goal reached but i guess you know just some of my questions uh you you pretty much answered uh you know and i and i, I thank you for that i think that um um you know people like you are you guys are appreciated uh Okay, so Jason, let me go back then. I, I'm glad that you know that makes sense. So go to freestateproject.org when you get a chance because we are having some success. When you get together with people that are willing to say no, so for instance, uh, people have been hit with speeding tickets here. They've gone to court. They've told the judge, I'm not going to pay the ticket. And if you don't like that, you can put me in jail, and that's going to cost you guys $80 a day. So there's been a lot of non-cooperation that's gone along here with the civil disobedience, and that's resulted in the state basically in many cases throwing up its hands and saying, you know, we don't want to deal with this anymore.
anymore because it's we're making it costly for them to enforce their laws. We're not just obeying. We're not just bowing down. We're not paying fines. But when I went into court and I tried some of this, you know, personal sovereignty stuff about, you know, oh, I don't consent to the process, and I don't. You know, I believe in sovereignty. I believe it's true that you own yourself. I believe that uh, you should. In- the, the, the essence, the quintessential concept of it, I think, is possible. Yes. I think it's so far, 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 far from our knowledge right now, but I think that within time, possibly, far off, it's an outlier. If we were talking about statistics, this would be a tremendous outlier. But I think, you know, on the average, I don't think right now this is even plausible. No, there's no but way I, that I you can go in. Conceptually speaking, I, I give it possible. Yeah, I think I think you're up. right about that. I think it's the you know the concept is sound. I think that is there's some truth to the idea that the government does float out uh, you they as they uh, own us. It seems though they tax the hell out of us. Obama, Mister. Oh no, I they mean, definitely tax, own us. There's know? there's no doubt about that. But what I'm saying is I think there's something to their claims. The sovereignty types. I think there's something to their claims that the government is essentially floating bonds based on you know your their your their, their essentially their expectation that you will pay into their system out into the future. I think there's something to that. But the whole idea like that you could file some like paperwork. It's like they know we're going to make a certain amount of money. Yep. You know, this is just hypothetically right. speaking. They You're can right. say we make a certain amount of money, put trillion-dollar loans on our heads because we're going to be the workers that they're going to tax. Absolutely. You know? That's the part that I think is true. Collateral it's, cattle. It's like sheep. Right. Well, as I was saying before, and, and Jason, thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. But that's, you. that's where I think that, you know, you've got the conspiracy theory. There's a kernel of truth in there. I think that there is, you know, it's true. They do float loans, uh, you know, right. in, uh, based they, they on They don't you. actually own us because you can't own somebody. But they, but, but by and large, the, the citizens of the world do act like they are owned by their governments because their governments, in fact, will use terrible, horrible violence against them if they don't act that way. And there's no a form that you can fill out that will convince the government to stop being violent right. against I just, you. Right. That's very difficult for me to imagine that, that, that there is a form that will suddenly ward off uh, the, the bureaucrats and the politicians no and the process. police officers. There's no magic words that you can utter that will you get know, the road man when to you not see throw the cop, you in jail. When you see the video of the cops shooting those people's dog on the side of the road, do you think you can wag some kind of sovereignty piece of paper in front of that madman? No. Absolutely not. The only way to deal with those people, to deal with violent people in in the government, is to get together in numbers with other people who are like you to say, no, we are not going to be slaves and we are not going to obey any longer. And we don't have to fill out any forms. I I wish we could. The second annual Connecticut Liberty Forum is coming October 17th. Join Congresswoman Michelle Bachman, We the People Foundation founder Bob Schultz, author James Perloff, the Campaign for Liberty's Jim Azola, and more discussing ways to protect our freedom. The Connecticut Liberty Forum, October 17th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Sheraton Hotel in Windsor Locks. Visit NHELD.com for more information or call 860-354-3590. That's 860-354-3590. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And lots of features are there for you, so enjoy those on us at freetalklive.com. Also, enjoy Dale's website, anarchyinyourhead.com. There is an outstanding essay that has been posted over at anarchyinyourhead.com, and I think that everybody who is in the liberty movement or would like to be a part of the liberty movement and enjoys the idea of the of freedom and achieving it 
really owes it to themselves to read this. I want to read this on the air when I get a chance. We've just been too darn busy tonight. Uh, it's it's so good. It, what's the title of it, Dale? The uh, the, the recent story. I believe it is evolving beyond retribution. That's right, evolving beyond retribution. I think it's the front page. Is it the front page item at uh, anarchinyourhead.com? It, it, you know, well, this this can be a little bit confusing for visitors. It's a comic strip blog, and so it's always a comic strip at the top. I see. Any, even a brand new blog entry will be underneath the comic. So right. basically, the the latest blog entries will be. Uh, the the blog is underneath just like any other blog, but you have to get past the comic strip, so you always have to scroll down and to reach those. Th- that's why the number one reason, of course, is to go and to see the comics, uh, to enjoy them. And it, the, the one that's right at the top of the page is very good right now, anarchyinyourhead.com. Scroll down a little bit and get to the Evolving Beyond Retribution article. If you don't get to it, we hopefully will here on Free Talk Live because it is just that good. It talks about uh, peace as opposed to kind of the violent saber-rattling that we're so used to from a lot of the people in, in this movement. And I think that you really you've done a stellar job. I, I really look forward to sharing. And this what with I tried to do was 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 address the sort of the emotions, which I think are not healthy. They're sort of animalistic that make us uh, violent in the first place. So I hope we have a time uh, have time to get to it. But we've got to go to your calls. Remember first, those Lakota Nation silver rounds we were talking about that have a uh, a face value of fifty dollars on them? You can get them for twenty two dollars and thirty cents at gold.freetalklive.com um, if you uh, the best thing to do is to buy 20 at once it's the the way to save on shipping uh, you can buy as many as you want and they'll they'll ship them to you but the shipping's the same for one as it is for i think it's 21 of them you can also put them on layaway if you don't have enough money to buy 20 of them at once you could call 877-857-9938 and uh, you know give them what you've got now and then give them a certain amount every week i think you have to put at least 10% down it's gold.freetalklive.com and the number again is 877-857-9938 Alright, let's continue with your phone calls Gene is on the line in Tennessee on the amp line Hello Gene Gene? Oh, just Sounds like we, we just lost picked him. up the line He hung up Alright, so Mark, you had an email that you wanted to share with us By all means Okay, this is, time. Um, this is from uh, Fremont and it's, it's regarding the uh, New Hampshire uh, pot protests that are going on right now I don't know if I would use the term protest. I think celebration is a little more appropriate. It's a celebration of the freedom to uh, to smoke cannabis. Great. Or to consume cannabis. I will begin reading. Hi, Mark. I'm a cancer survivor and an activist for medical marijuana here in New Hampshire. I just want to give you an update on where we are with the effort to override HB 648's veto. This is the medical marijuana bill. Here yes. In- here in New Hampshire. New Hampshire, and it was vetoed by the governor, but there is a, uh, a chance, if nothing else, that it uh, does override. The protests in Keene, and especially Manchester, are causing the activists who have worked so hard to worry that it may ruin our efforts to win the override. Mm-hmm. As you know, the bill was vetoed by Lynch. He put up the a governor. Governor Lynch. He put up a number of reasons, but we all realized that he was pretty much covering his butt after approving gay marriage because he didn't want to look too liberal. He hates sick people. Betsy DeVries, the Democrat of uh, Manchester, also did this and was the only Democrat to vote against the bill. All but one Republican senator voted against. They are scared of the reaction of law enforcement and social conservatives who are a small but vocal and very self-righteous faction of the Republican Party. The override effort has focused on convincing two Manchester senators to switch their votes, DeVries and Ted Gaddis. Ted supposedly is in favor of the bill, but is involved in a mayoral race in Manchester as well as DeVries, who is running for alderman. 
the secret strategy is to keep the issue under the radar while we lobby senators to change their votes. This support would remain secret in order to avoid mobilizing our opponents, especially the Chiefs of Police Association, who wield way too, many, um, way too much political power in the state. Upon passage of the bill, our plan is to unleash a flood of positive support for the senators from across the political spectrum to drown out the opposition. The 420 protests, especially in Manchester, threaten to derail this entire strategy, which would ensure the defeat of the override effort. The bill... Ha, um, would have uh, been reintroduced and would have to be reintroduced in 2011, which will probably be after a GOP retake, um, retake of the House. Passage at that point would be almost impossible. I agree with critics of the bill that the current bill is draconian. The it allows uh, medical marijuana patients the freedom uh, to not grow any marijuana plants and to have to drive to wherever the state's distribution locations will be set up in order to get what they uh, what they need to treat themselves. It's the, awful. The goal, though, is just to get it passed, make sure that the program is run successfully, and then use this as a proof that this type of legislation can work. This can lead to decrim and ultimately to full legalization down the road. As you can see, those of us who have pushed so hard for HB 648 are very worried about the 420 protests. It's just bad timing. That's right. Could set us all back years in our mutual you goal slaves, of marijuana. You slaves, stay quiet. Stay quiet. Quiet down, slaves. Hey, you're making too much of a, of a ruckus over there. Master, Master's going to get angry at us. Well, you what, guys need to just pipe down. What if he's right? What if he's right? You know what? Somebody posted something about this over at the, uh, the Free Keen Forum, and it is so just pathetic, in my opinion. What these people are basically saying is, Okay, guys, there's one senator out there who's told us that if we just keep quiet, and this is what the, I'm essentially summarizing what was your, your letter is, uh, the email is a lengthier version of what someone posted over at the Free Keen Forum, where they basically say that, well, this one senator tells us he'll vote for us. He'll go ahead and do the right thing and vote in favor one of vote. Right, in medical marijuana. If you guys will just stop these protests, just stop the protests for a while. Pipe down, fellow slaves. NASA's going to do the right thing for the sick slaves. If you just shut up, it's it's they it's they, they haven't liked any of it. They've been complaining all along about any uh, any of the out of out of the system activism, the people that are doing in the system activism, and they've been uh, scapegoating us mm -hmm. all along. This is like the most overt, ridiculous. Uh, scapegoating one I've seen yet, where it's hinging on one vote, and he says, you you know, you guys, and it's specifically, it's these protests specifically that are doing it. It's right? one vote but is going to change. This is what they said before the 420 protests. This is the the story has not changed. The story is consistent. What are you you may about? not have heard it. This this uh, Betsy DeVries and Ted thing, but you remember when I went out to Freedom Fest, I shared a room with Matt Simon. Do you recall that? He's the uh, one of the activists promoting the medical bill. He's the he's the guy behind it, pushing yeah. pushing it hard. And I shared a room with him, and I got the update. I didn't go ahead and tell you much of any, about it, anything, because what difference did it make, right? It was either going to fail or it was going to pass, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't know anything about a 420 protest, and you didn't either, quite honestly. Um, so the, the story hasn't actually changed. The story is consistent with what he was saying. Now, perhaps they're right and perhaps they're wrong. Maybe the, uh, the civil disobedience will pressure people to vote for it. Maybe it will not pressure them. But and maybe my question not. here is, is really, 
if they want you to pipe down for and what they said is in 20 if on October the 29th if this uh, you know whatever for what come hell or high water they'll be out there smoking with you so they have offered to get on board oh, I didn't with hear you that there. that's what they, that's what I was told today it wasn't in that email 800-259-9231 that's right slaves pipe down we'll uh, explain a little bit more talk about this in a moment it's free talk live this Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Boost Kid Essentials, the nutritionally complete drink with 25 essential vitamins and minerals and probiotics to help support your child's healthy growth. Visit us at kidessentials.com. Calling certain foods bad or good doesn't go very far in helping kids understand about balanced diets. Discuss the powers of foods. Carrots are good for your eyes. Fish keeps your heart strong. And how they work together to help kids grow, and they'll remember it even better. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com, where the features are free, including the bulletin board system. Over 490,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about, freedom uh, issues, and all kinds of fun stuff there at dbs.freetalklive.com. Audiblepodcast.com offers over 60 thousand downloadable audiobooks, magazines, and radio shows for your iPod or MP3 player. You can try them out by do- downloading a free audiobook today at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. I uh, have been downloading them there myself, and there's all kinds of new books. Um, audiblepodcast.com. These are not uh, off-brand books or anything like that. These are the new bestsellers. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. We'll get back to your calls here in a moment. Just want to continue the discussion, wrap up the discussion that Mark's email had uh, spawned. We're talking about the cannabis celebrations that have been going on here in Keene, New Hampshire. Also have spread now this week to Manchester. Hopefully we'll be spreading across the state, maybe even across the country, but I wouldn't get my hopes up for anywhere else outside of New Hampshire. Uh, But I'd like to be proven wrong. And essentially what's been going on is people have been gathering at a town uh, square, essentially a public property, and they have been consuming cannabis openly. And a, hand, a couple of folks have been arrested for it, but at this point the police have called off their enforcement. The police have basically said, at least out in, here in Keene, and they have yet to even show up in Manchester, but the police have basically said, uh, we're not going to investigate unless somebody calls us. So if there's like a violent incident and someone calls the police, they'll come out. Or if someone calls the police about the marijuana smoking, they might come out, but they don't have to. And it doesn't sound like they want to because what happened on Sunday was they arrested somebody and all of the uh, the group of people that was out there in the, the park decided to take a walk to the police station and then they hotboxed the police station, which means they went inside in the waiting area and smoked up dozens of people smoking cannabis in the police station. I think that basically ta- taught the police a lesson and they realized they didn't want that happening a second time, so they've decided to leave the people alone. And all week long, it's been very peaceful, very calm. Uh, there hasn't been any news because, well, the police haven't been stirring it up, so there hasn't been much excitement. It's just been folks hanging out in the, the town square. I heard it was huge yesterday. It's yeah. about 100, at least 100 people every single day They stepped it up there, um, t- was it today or yesterday, um, in, in Manchester. Oh, yeah, they did step it up in Manchester. Uh, the, the video footage from the Ridley Report is at freekeen.com if you want to see it. But one of the activists out in Manchester sold some marijuana on video to another activist. Allegedly. Well, right. There's no way to prove it because it it's wasn't video. an undercover cop and it's just video. 
if the cops were to have sent an undercover and had the undercover get sold it, then they could test the marijuana and then they could arrest him for sales. Uh, but nonetheless, that's quite a big jump from just smoking, which is you know, a misdemeanor, to the felony of selling cannabis publicly. So big jump there, and I think that the Manchester activist should be congratulated for this. Indeed, not only was he selling marijuana in public, he also had an open container of alcohol with him. So it was like a double, doubly awesome uh, and very courageous and heroic civil disobedience. But what we're being told now is the same old story from the politicos of, you guys are poisoning the well. We've worked so hard on this medical marijuana bill that barely does anything. But, uh, you know, it will give some uh, some patients, uh, I think, a fairly restricted amount of patients, uh, the uh, access to medical marijuana. If it were passed, it would be a completely state-run program. They wouldn't be able to, to grow their own plants. So they've, they, you know, they're saying, oh, we've worked so hard on this, and now you guys are here with your cannabis celebrations. And what we're saying is not that the celebrations are bad. It's just that you guys did it too early. Perhaps you could just pipe down and, and stop the protests or stop the celebrations for just a few weeks until we can have this vote on the cannabis bill, uh, the medical bill, and have it overturned. And then you guys can go and you can do your cannabis celebrations. Is the bill a good thing, Ian? Not Barely. good enough. Barely. Not, it's pathetic. Ba- not good enough for what would be given up uh, with the momentum that we're getting with, or, this, so good, with this protest. Good, but not this. good enough. I, and, and nothing's going to be good enough for you and me except entire drug legal, uh, you know, legalization, re-legalization, right? What do you mean good? Well, I I don't think it's uh, you're asking. No, this is a simple matter. You're asking me to compare this bill and what it would gain versus what we're getting right now with the momentum from this from this activism, which is intangible and you cannot quantify it. It's quantified in that there have been several newspaper articles written, several sure, television things are, reports. Things are absolutely happening. Done about this. The the momentum is sure. gaining. People are hearing about this. But They're what if here. that one Republican senator, if that's him, I don't even I don't even know the full story, backstory on this. But what if that one Republican senator says, you know what, these activists are just creeping me out and making me angry. I'm not going to vote for this. This uh, veto is squashed. It's not our fault. It's it's not your it's fault, fault but maybe not doing you could, the right thing. I sure, think that if sure. that's the case, if if there if that if that activism is that delicate and if it requires that much control over other people, which is what I'm against as a libertarian, by the way, this 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 desire to control other people, then I I think it's doomed to failure. If it's that delicate, I mean, if they have to control a bunch of other people that aren't even involved in their process. Well, once it's law, law it's law. Then, you know, and, and, and laws do get passed by you know the what? thinnest no, of majorities. Uh, Mark, I don't Mark, like it. I smoke pot, okay? okay? I'm not a medical cancer patient or uh-huh. anything. I smoke pot. I take a certain amount of risk. I do, I do it occasionally for recreation. Uh, if I were sick, I would smoke pot to feel better. Okay. okay. If I were terribly ill and I was one of, one of the people, whether or not there was a medical marijuana bill, I would smoke pot. So I, 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 so yeah, that's how trivial this is. I think that if you are sick and you need and you need pot to feel better, then smoke it. I, I, I agree. And, 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 and if you're careful about it, your risk is incredibly small. If you take basic These precautions, activists. and so yes, it's incredibly trivial. This bill, that's how I look at it. But they look at it's it as the most trivial, right? Right. But they look at it as the most important thing going, right? Well, the, because they've the spent, foot in the door, right? Because they've what, spent, the, what about the? Do you love your wife? Yeah. It's not quantifiable. So okay. how valuable is it? Well, but I give her all my money. That's quantifiable. I'm not asking about the money. I well, mean, that's, you know, but that's what I work for. I, I spend, uh, you know, I spend my time making okay, money, I've and been, then I give it to her. I've so been making quantifi- special trips to Keene uh, much more often than I normally do, and spending my time at these protests because they're valuable to me. Okay. 
but then how does it matter does it matter that it's quantifiable or not for me to value it i see that i see and the a lot of other of the protests but if the protests worked right so what i'm thinking it just they're just, working they are working. They're uh, every day uh, at 4.20 in the afternoon. I would think that you'd be able to start it up relatively easy again. It wouldn't be that hard to get your I, momentum again. No, it's just I a guess. Think, I, just I a guess. I don't know. And I don't care. I mean, yeah, I don't there's care a lot either. of speculation but, going on here. But I'm thinking that no, the you, speculation, show, you have flexed the muscles, and now you can say to the politicians, no. look, now, you can do the We're right thing or you can do, do the wrong thing. We're not here to do this for thing. the politicians. Uh, the people that are out at this particular protest, from what I could tell, are not out there to beg the politicians for anything. They're people who have decided that they just want to be free, so they're going to go act as though they're free. As I think Dale is right, the uh, the cancer patients and, and those folks should be out it should be joining us. There was one guy with cancer that was out there a few days ago. I think that it would be far more powerful to these politicians if somebody showed up with multiple sclerosis in a wheelchair on the uh, the state house front steps and lit up a joint right there. Let's see the cops come and arrest a man in a wheelchair who's got some sort of debilitating problem and have a whole bunch of video cameras around. I'd suggested something like that in the past, and the politicos, oh, no, we shouldn't do that. That'll upset too many of the politicians. All, they're, all they ever are doing is appeasing these people. This politician is basically playing a power game. He's saying to these people, oh, you know, this is an okay idea, but my base, I'm really concerned about them. I, I need to get reelected here, so I don't want to piss off my uh, voters. So how about you guys just do everything I tell you to do, and then I you know, might vote for you. I, I might. This is all speculation. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's, it's, it's you know, it's... If it fails, they'll they'll be able to blame us. That's convenient. Right. If it does, if it passes, uh, you know, if it passes, I'm assuming that I don't know. Uh, <laughs> if it passes, then there's a whole new government it's, it's, bureaucracy that gets to uh, regulate marijuana and and give it out to uh, to medical patients. If it Not passes, they will take full credit for it. They won't count. They won't say any of the marijuana civil disobedience or anything like that. What they difference does that make? I mean, isn't the goal to get uh, one of the goals here is to get no, I, I, medical marijuana the reason patients I'm to saying be able to that, get some medicine? The reason I'm saying that is, a big, is because it's an analogy to to uh, an irrational religion where someone engages in a voodoo practice to heal someone. It sounds and like if the person gets better, which is then a they regular get relationship. And if it doesn't pass, then it, then it's they didn't have enough faith. I'm not interested in compromising. I'm interested in living free. And these people yeah. are saying, stop living so free, slaves. Shut up. Be quiet. And maybe our master will allow the six slaves to have some medicine. I guess we'll see 800 I invite the six slaves to come out and join the 420 celebrations. It's Free Talk Live. Hey, podcasters. FTL has a new advertiser with a somewhat unusual arrangement. They're paying us for people that fill out their online form for inspections for their basements. You won't believe how affordable a dry, usable basement can be, and FTL gets 50 bucks for everyone that fills out the online form at basement.freetalklive.com. 500 bucks off, a lifetime warranty, and a free water watch alarm. Just go to basement.freetalklive.com. Click on Free Inspection and Estimate in the upper right-hand corner. Fill out the online form. Earn FTL 50 bucks. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Enough time for your call if you make it right now at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. And if you enjoy this program and want to help support Free Talk Live... You can call your local radio station. If you're hearing us on your local radio station, call them and thank them for airing Free Talk Live. 
If you aren't hearing us on your local favorite talk station, call them and ask them for Free Talk Live. You can get all the details on how to do so at localfaq. That's localfaq.freetalklive.com. Localfaq.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live has teamed up with M&S Press to offer you the only complete writings of Lysander Spooner. If you're interested in buying this very rare set, you already know that who Lysander Spooner is and how influential he was to the liberty movement. Anarchist, philosopher, abolitionist, entrepreneur, and mailman. You can purchase his 2,800-page, six-volume set bound in library-quality hardcover delivered to your door for $335. Go to spooner.freetalklive.com. That's spooner.freetalklive.com, and uh, the, you'll, the page will come up there. The order now is essentially uh, an email address, and you have to kind of correspond with the guy to get it, but uh, it's $335 delivered. Spooner.freetalklive.com. All right, we're continuing here. We're going to take your phone calls. Tim is in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tim. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Tim, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I want to talk about nonviolence. Um, but, but first, I want to say what the politicos are doing is it's not only um, necessary, it's, it's, um, it's important just as much as the civil disobediences. And I think we need to view all the activism in New Hampshire is just a continuation on, on the same spectrum. And I want to respond to what Dale has written recently about uh, evolving beyond retribution. He's saying that violence can never be effective in promoting liberty. And I think that we really need to reconsider this. We have to start examining how effective is nonviolence really. It, it certainly has some value. Civil disobedience can have great value, such as the recent success with the marijuana protests, but it does have limits. At some point, violence will be necessary to uh, end the state. And, uh, well, why I'm are you so sure? How now, can you be so sure uh, about that, Tim? Well, well I, can, I can just point to historical examples. Well, no, no, no. no well, that, just because better. just because <laughs> violence is historical doesn't mean it's that's that's a, that's a uh, logical fallacy. It's I and I don't have not the historical zam- examples where they used violence to overthrow the state. They very quickly replaced it with a different state that was equally or, or more violent. Oftentimes, well, there's certainly many examples of that. But um, when has nonviolence ever overthrown why, the state? Why do you why why did you have to have seen it before to say that it can if something can happen? I mean. You know, the the American experiment had never happened before. So why – that's not proof Let's that see, it can't happen. And if we want to go to a – and if our goal is to get to a peaceful society, you think violence is the way to get there. Like, you know, is that what you're saying? Because in, in the past, like people still thought freedom was, was through a state, right? America was based on the notion that we needed a state to protect our freedom – you know, and, and a state is by by nature violent. It's inherently violent in order to be a state, and so it was a fallacy to begin with. And they, so they. I, I'm not in favor of statism, but I'm just saying that 
any any violence against the state needs to be viewed as as an act of self-defense. I understand. Look, you know what? I understand where you're coming from because I've come from there in the past. I was at one time somebody who uh, fantasized about such things and, you know, also believed similarly to you. And that really, that's what I'm hearing from you is, is a fantasy about how you think that this is what's going to be necessary. And so that's the future that you're kind of living into where you believe violence will be necessary in order to end the state, as you put it. Uh, and that's, that's kind of the, the picture that you're painting for for yourself. For me, I'd like to paint a picture of uh, of a peaceful evolution that doesn't involve violence, that involves mass non-cooperation. I agree with that. And and not going along with it. And I think that you're just you're just you're you're kind of living out a violent in your in your mind at least, living out I, I a, a violent fantasy. Violence, but if if the state would just go away because because we all just, you know, lay Hold down on. and let's and, let's and don't, say that don't you're equating not being violent with being passive. And that is not the same. I want to. I want us to be very active and very challenging and very in your face. But you have to understand that expression that we constantly hear that they have all the guns and that's why they're in power. That's not where their power comes from. Their power comes from their the ideas and that, your obedience that allow them to use their guns on people in public and not face any repercussions because everyone thinks that is a legitimate use of violence when it's not. And so that's well, what we're I mean, fighting. We're okay. not fighting. We're not just fighting a violent. It's just, it's not this. It's not the kind of battle that can be won with just just by killing people. It's it's we have to fight ideas and 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 we are fighting ideas we about we a peace. Too. We are promoting but, a peaceful but society. Is also a, an effective tool. And and, and what is effective violence? So, Did you yeah, say violence, violence is effective? And, How yeah, is it, it that it violence has, is going to create peace in your mind exactly? Can you explain that? And, and first, just let me, because I want to be careful here, I'm not advocating this now, and, and to a certain extent it is a fantasy, but I, I would rather uh, phrase it, um, you know, just in the terms of like an intellectual debate, you know, that we should, we should at least understand that, that violence is legitimate, you know, when we're, when we're planning the civil disobedience, you know, we have to recognize the limits of, of what that can accomplish. Well, I'm not going to recognize that violence is legitimate because well, for me, being violent will lower my will lower me to their level. The history of the world that you cited, the history is a history of violence. And it's a history that uh, involves one group being violent to another, individuals being violent towards each other, and them turning the, and around and, and retaliating in kind and being as violent, if not more violent, back to the people that were violent to them, so on much, and on and on, until somebody finally breaks that damn cycle. And that's going to be me. So much so that they don't even report histories of peace. The only mm. history you hear prior to 100 years ago, I mean, if you think 100 years back, the only history that there is out here is, in fact, the history of violence. And, and you have to understand, well, too, is, my post is not addressing whether it's justified. Uh, that, that doesn't even matter to me. I, I'm addressing that, that it doesn't work, that it's not going to be effective in fighting. It's, it's specifically in fighting statism, in fighting for our freedom, because it, because they're always going to win that violent battle until we until we win over the minds and when we've done that we won't need the violence anymore. That's a great it, point. I mean, it's, I had said you know okay well it, without a doubt almost anyone you talk to even if they are in favor of violence will say well it's not going to be effective until the state is marginalized meaning that it's already people already have stopped believing in the state for the large part 
And so when there's an act of violence, they're like, yeah, the state deserved it. They, they're not really legitimate. So the state has to be marginalized before it can be effective. Even, the, even people in favor of violence will say that. But my thought is, if you, so we have to get to the, the state to the point where it's marginalized before violence can be effective. But if we've managed to do that... Why change tactics at that point? You've marginalized the state. You're you're a, a good part of the you're way there. there. You're the last step. <laughs> Go ahead, Tim. It's marginalized. If the state is truly feeling threatened, I mean, don't kid yourself to think that that it will just give up. That it will recognize uh, its violent nature and, and just say, well, our, "Well, we'll just give up, and and you can have your peaceful society." It gave up yeah, this week. It gave up this week at Central Square. They're not sending cops out to arrest anybody anymore. Tim, um, yes, we've. Is the state really threatened by that at this point? Maybe not I mean, at this point. Tim, you are absolutely barking up the wrong tree. We have come from the point of view that you're talking about, and there is no way we're going to return to it. Also, Tim, your phone sounds awful. I got to let you go. Thanks, uh, thanks for the call. Go ahead, Mark, with your. I, I just, I, you know, I'm absolutely not gonna advocate violence against the state because it is a system that simply doesn't work. That, you know, that is, they're that is very their good turf. at dealing with that. Absolutely. I they, mean, if, if they if they can even paint you as violent, even if you don't commit violence, just if you like spout violent rhetoric and right. stuff, if they can even paint you as violent. You've got a target on you. They can take you out look and they Brown. will and they will go look at the people we're protecting you from. This mm-hmm. is why you need the state. It is not a tactic that's going to work in this kind of battle. Absolutely right. And there's a uh, there's a thread about this right now over at the uh, the Free Keen forum where this conversation is essentially happening, and you know, in forum posts. And Anarcho Jesse uh, get, gets on there, and he's one of those people like Tim uh, who's advocating for some sort of violent solution out into the future somewhere. And I, when I hear him say these things about, well, what would you do if the jackboots were crushing your head or whatever the, you know, the scary story is, when I hear him say those things, it makes me want to return to uh, – I feel like, oh, maybe he's right. Maybe he's right because that's where I come from. That's, that's kind of where I was originally uh, you know, coming from in the liberty movement. But now that I have accepted peace, it peace, it's peace that's exciting to me because I understand that I have to break that cycle. If I can't rise above the cycle of violence, it's going to – to continue on forever for the exact reasons you guys are pointing out that if we act violently we'll be marginalized as the bad guys and taken out in a very extremely violent fashion and, and then there's zero percent chance at liberty and perpetuate the state absolutely i wish we had more time to get into this uh hopefully we will uh, get to read your story on the air dale even if it's not this week maybe next time you come back on on thursday uh we're out for tonight back tomorrow night at freetalklive.com Have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? You should. He has a free handgun and five days of firearms training waiting for you. That's right. You can attend five days of world-class gun training at Front Sight Firearms Training Institute and secure a 30-state concealed weapon permit, all for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. Now is the time you and your family need to be armed and trained to levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. Front Sight provides such training without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes. And the Millionaire Patriot is paying his own money to help you get it. This is real. Thousands have already taken advantage of it, and you should too. Don't miss out. Secure a front sight defensive handgun course plus 30-state concealed weapon permit for pennies on the dollar. And get your free handgun. Go to frontsight.com today. That's F-R-O-N-T-S-I-G-H-T.com. Go to frontsight.com for your training and free handgun.